And welcome to Ravens, a Boy Meets World podcast. I'm Tessa, and I've seen 113 episodes of Boy Meets World. And I'm Simon, and I love Boy Meets World. It's 10:30. For fuck it already. It's 10:30 at night. So grab the sweets from the sweet cupboard and come upstairs as it's time to discuss Boy Meets World season five. How's that? Perfect. Covered the bases. Yep. Yes that little second bit that gets me the 10 30 at night sweet covered bit you got it you got it perfectly well at, okay would, when you were younger and you know living at home in your parents house was that a kind of thing for you was like 10 30 the time when you could go you go up to your room and watch a movie did you have that kind and you'd secretly grab some doritos from the sweet cupboard on your way um, I don't know that I had a set sleepover time. It probably would have not been really late because I had younger siblings. So it would have been like you're keeping everyone awake now. Um, I wouldn't have had Doritos. Um, I would have had Smart Price salted tortilla chips. <laughs> okay. um, no, I don't. There always was like we'd have a sleepover and someone would bring a Pringle. Someone would bring a something. I can't remember if we had specific snacks. I'm going to have to get in touch with my like little school group and get back to you but I didn't really start having sleepovers until I was maybe the age like regularly I was gonna say when I was the age that the boy meets world kids are now but it was probably a bit before that because out of our little friendship group I was the only one that lived in town the others lived in the surrounding villages Mm -hmm. so if there was a party it was sleep back at mine wasn't it because who's picking them up late otherwise yeah you, so were giving, we used to co- you were giving respite to all of their parents, so they didn't. You were letting exactly. them drink those nights at home, so they didn't have to drive. Yeah, and while we were also out drinking, they were just in and the then next we'd come pub. home. Yeah, and our favorite thing we would get home, and my mum must have absolutely hated us for this because we were a little bit skint. Cheese is expensive, which makes it sound like Oliver Twist, but cheese is expensive, right? Sure, yeah. We'd come home and we'd cut off huge chunks of cheese. Mm-hmm. Your mum's cheese. Like wedges, just dip them in salad cream and eat them like that, sat on the kitchen floor, oh, like absolutely God. wetting ourselves drunk. In salad cream? Oh no, I forget. You're not a salad cream. Oh my God. Is, is salad cream Lucas or Peyton? Either. When they're Okay, together. well one of the two... Yeah, it was, and I'm not a huge salad cream fan now. I only like very tiny amount and very specific things, but just a wedge of cheese dipped in... I don't know how we managed it. Our mouths must have been so chammy. Can you imagine? Like the drunk chammy mouth. Yeah. But that's what we did. And my mum, like, she never complained about it doing things. She must have come down in the morning and just been like, where's the fucking cheese gone? Whole block, gone. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, well, Good. Well, that whole the whole sweet cupboard thing that comes from when Dom used to basically live at my house when we were kids all of the time. I love that, and um, and that was our thing. Was it would get to 
we could be doing whatever until half 10. And then at half 10, my parents would be like, all right, you got to go upstairs now. We, we didn't have to go to sleep, but it's time to like Pipe go down. and watch a film. Yeah. yeah. And you'd think a 90 minute 90s movie, right? Until midnight and you'd go to sleep. But Dom and I would also then try desperately to stay awake all night just talking because we'd think that was that was always the mission and we'd sometimes try and yeah. burn things under a lamp that was really hot and <laughs> just things like that it's like sid from toy story you're just in there melting plastic <laughs> if, it, if it was now we would have got two microphones and basically that's the podcast oh just... my god that would have been a really cool podcast actually there must be kids out there doing that now this tiktok generation yeah. they must be out there having a little podcast at a sleepover mustn't they I talking guess. about can you imagine what you would have talked about? Just it would have made so much sense to you and your peers, but to anyone else, garbage, uh, trash. I think you have to have a rule that no one should be able to podcast until they're the age of thirty or over, because I don't mm-hmm. respect anyone's opinion younger than that. Is that too harsh to say? I mean, it probably depends on the subject matter. If it's life lessons. Yes. I, like, I find it hard to take life lessons from anyone that doesn't seem really grown up. By really grown up, I mean they have to be like Mr. Feeney. Okay. They have to be like, your to me, elder. that's a grown up. Like, I, I look around my peers and I'm like, we're not grown ups, are we? Are we Are we the grown ups now? Like, it doesn't feel like that, does it? Mm-hmm. But again, if it's someone that's podcasting about, I don't know, what are the kids into other than TikTok? Roblox, Minecraft. Sure. Some sort of fortnight, yep. something they could podcast about that because they know. And in a way, yeah. the grown-ups shouldn't be able to podcast about that. Fair, that's fair. And I think it's because when we like the, the sort of shows that we look at here is always life learning, big lessons, yes. life experience, and I, you know, there's this thing about the frontal lobe of your brain doesn't fully develop until you're like 25. And then you, then you're mm-hmm. actually able to start reflecting. Then I think you need a good five years of beyond that of still learning. I think by the time you're 30, for most people, you kind of, you kind of get it. You're kind of there. There's still lessons to be learned, but you can always, but you can start looking back a bit more reflectively and l- picking up the lessons and processing things of your own life. And so for me, I find it hard. I love listening to podcasts, but a big like prerequisite for me would be that they usually have to be older than me or of the same age. Like I find it difficult. Uh, It's just a stupid thing in my own mind, I'm sure. But it's like... Um, I I don't listen to podcasts. So, what? Like, I listen I listen to the Ravens podcast and I've dabbled. Louis Theroux did a nice one in lockdown where he interviewed people. That was nice. Louis Theroux's a grown up. Oh yeah. Um yeah, and so I listen to like your Ravens stuff and I've tried to listen to some like cast watch along type things, but I'm not a podcast listener. Like I wouldn't peruse what podcasts are available, what's good. So I haven't come across I don't know that I found my type. But if it's stuff about like shows and things that we watch or like pop culture-y, like, and especially from the era of kind of stuff that you're watching, I don't want to hear the hot takes that 19-year-olds have got on One Tree Hill now. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hating it. Yeah. What is this phone? What is this phone here? It's plugged into the wall and this one flips open and look at the hideous outfits. Mm-hmm. I'll have you know that you wore low-rise jeans as low as you could get them with a chunky belt. <laughs> Brooke was on point. Yeah. So I don't need 
a 19 year old talking about how trash and unrealistic the show is like i want to hear that from people my own age right and you also you wouldn't want to hear a 19 year old talking about um you know the life lessons like that that there are exceptions to the rules because there are i'm sure some 19 year olds out there that have lived very varied lives and have had all different kinds yeah. of experiences but just generally speaking, you want I I anyway want someone a bit older that's maybe processed what happened when they were nineteen and can speak on it from the perspective now. And I guess I'm looking at it selfishly because I'm relating to someone that would be in their mid thirties, you know. And so I'm sure yeah. when I'm in my mid forties, I don't want to hear what someone in their mid thirties has to say either. I'm just selfish. Yeah. I just only want to hear what a mirror <laughs> image of me has to say, but slightly different to make it interesting. <laughs> I feel like if you made a podcast, say you'd, um, I don't know, made a made a podcast about your job at that time, anything that happened to you in your early twenties. Let's say you're podcasting about it. If you revisited it a decade later you would feel completely differently about mm-hmm. it. It would be a whole new podcast. you talk about the experience completely differently. And maybe you would again in another 10 years. Yeah. So I guess maybe podcast about it at the time, but stick a little note on it, you know, to say my opinions and thoughts on this are allowed to change because right. they do anyway, don't they? Yeah. Like I'm sure I could I could have talked about things that I've been through. I, like I could have talked about my parents' divorce 10 years ago and I'd be talking about it completely differently than I might mm-hmm. talk about it another 10 years on yeah a part a reason that i know that podcasting is best when you're over 30 is because believe it or not this is not the first podcast that i have done oh my god mm-hmm. okay i'm are you gonna dig up the old podcast for me to listen to or never never what's it about what's it about <laughs> well you i can tell you and then you can try and find it but it doesn't exist i've cleared the internet of it oh uh, that's mean basically... i'm gonna write it down <laughs> don might find it for me on one of his illegal websites it's not possible it's gone i scratched it from the internet. basically what was a, it called i'm not telling you a friend and i another friend that i have and i um did tried to did a tv podcast about a tv show and didn't know what we were doing i think i did it we did it when i was 29 so it's not even that that is a while ago now it's like six years ago yeah that's not that long ago not enough that you should be embarrassed about it already it must have been really crap (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't it well i listened to like 30 seconds of it a few months ago because i have it on my hard drive and it's more just embarrassing in terms of like the production quality is terrible like the microphones are terrible it was like on a 10 pound microphone from amazon i didn't edit them at all like we just put it out as if it was like a live feed and Mm -hmm. we literally basically just read this scene by scene we had notes of everything that was happening on the screen so we're basically just narrating what happened that's intense it was terrible and what show um, was it i'm not saying but it was it was terrible is it a really embarrassing show as well like you did so i'm not gonna find it i don't even know where what show it was on prison break it was on prison break oh okay so is this friend very offended that you've then moved on with your new podcast boyfriend and just left him behind? <laughs> no, well, he, we work together, right? He's someone that, someone that I work with, a good friend, but the, it just didn't work. Like the, 
we had we had chemistry and all of those things, but it just wasn't. It just didn't have that vibe, and we both knew it, yeah. and we both stopped after a few episodes, and it's all good. And then when I started podcasting with Dom, I knew it would be different. With all due respect to that person, but I knew that Dom and I can just talk for hours about nothing and we have that chemistry and we grew up together and all the rest of it and then we've kind of learned as we've gone with the podcasting so from if i was to hear that now i'd feel embarrassed where not of what the other guy was saying and not of the content of what we were saying but there was no confidence we're probably just interrupting each other the whole time and trying to be funny on purpose not Mm. just naturally you know trying too hard and then, whereas if I listen to the first episode that Dom and I did, we had so we were laughing so much, like yeah, and it didn't matter whether it was good or not because it was genuine laughter, you know. So we weren't yeah. trying. And then even even if no one had ever listened to it, you and Dom could have listened to it back. Like that wasn't that so fun, you know. You could have just done six episodes and been like, oh, this is, but what fun we had doing it anyway. Yeah. It's just a fun thing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's how it feels. So now when we're doing this and like you and I doing this, and I, I feel like we have good chemistry as well. Like these, they're just fun conversations. And that's kind of the the approach to it, I think. It's just... Sometimes yeah. I forget we're even podcasting, Simon, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> well, I've got exciting... I've got exciting news for you. Well, maybe. Yeah. So... You've been introduced to Angela. We are going to talk about Boy Meets World in a minute. Yeah. And uh, the actress in real life, Trina McGee, randomly, I don't, I don't, didn't follow her or anything, found the artwork of you and I and liked it on Instagram. So I reached out to see if she'd like to come on the podcast. So. Oh my God, has she replied yet? Not yet, but that was literally like an hour ago so how did we'll she see. i'm guessing she did you must have used hashtags when you posted it I, like just I think, hashtag boy meets world yeah, or whatever just hashtag boy meets checking world. out the hashtags mm-hmm. seeing what's still going on seeing checking the buzz is still out there mm-hmm. i guess people are searching for it more now that pod meets world is a thing yep it's it's just becoming a thing again isn't it like you would want to keep an eye on it because you'd be like maybe i'm going to book some stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like a convention or do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. shows have these reprisals and suddenly it does make you very busy again i'm guessing if you're a star yeah and that's cool and if people are watching it then you get the residuals as well so that's what it is our podcast launched there was a huge check came in the mail and she was like something's happened here <laughs> And it's us. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, people that have even like small parts, or not small parts, but things like like people that are in the Mighty Ducks, when Dom and I have interviewed some people, we were just like, so do you get residuals? Like, what's that like? You know, just sort of pretty brazen now thinking about it, just asking yeah, someone about Yeah, thinking they money. might not quite answer, but just sort of bat that away politely. But they some of them, uh, one in particular was just like, yeah, like every couple of months or like every maybe every other month just get a check in the post for like a couple grand still that's cool that happened the movies happened 30 years ago i wonder how big a part i mean it all depends on your contract doesn't it because you can have contracts where you don't get you just get your one up front it's usually a bit more money isn't it Mm -hmm. and if you get residuals you get paid less for the project yeah so I'm, and I'm guessing if you were just maybe a bit part on like a quite a low budget 90s movie or well, I'm guessing this 
Boy Meets World was a big TV show. But if you're just a little extra bit, you might take that. I'll take the residuals. You can pay mm -hmm. me $1,000. I'll come in and do my two weeks work. And then you can just pay me. And then it's a nice little... I mean, perhaps not enough to retire on, but it'd be a nice little surprise. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And like you said, it all works differently. I know. So Jason Weaver, he's someone that, that I love, who was in Smart Guy, which you hadn't, haven't seen, have you? No. But it's another no. 90s uh, sitcom. It's kind, of, it's kind of similar in a way. It's more late 90s, um, but... But, but very different in its own way as well but similar kind of humor and family humor and anyway the older brother in that like the eric so to speak in that is jason weaver and when he was younger and he's he's a singer as well he sang the lion king so he was the voice of simba for singing wow and then the voice for simba speaking with Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement, who's like the middle okay, kid. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so he sang the main songs like... Um, just Can't Wait to Be King and all that. Just Can't Wait to Be King, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And his mum did his negotiating for him, like as his manager. I saw this, this was in like an interview a couple of years ago. And Disney offered him $2 million dollars to, this is just for the singing, you know. I know it's important, but you know, it's like I know, but still, right? Um, and his mum said, "No, we don't want that. Um, I don't want him to have all that money now and like blow it, you know, because as like a kid, I want him to be good for life. So we'll take residuals instead." Yeah. And so now he's like probably in his like early forties, mid forties, and he still gets lion king checks like every every month or whenever and then the question was put to him but has it been more than two million and he was like yeah so yeah because they re-release the lion king all the time yeah. like in different versions and anniversaries and stuff yeah and just even i mean you probably wouldn't get merchandise but yeah, I guess every time your voice is used on anything, so every time there's a new Disney compilation CD yeah. or you pro how many times it's streamed on Spotify mm -hmm. or whatever, you get a bit of money. That's definitely play the long game. With something Disney, you want to play the long game. Yeah. Like a Disney animated. I mean, if Elton John's attached, yeah. you go for long game, didn't you? Well, and he was Set saying, life. like, he was saying from like a pop up kids' book that had sound in it. So, you know, open the page and Lion King come out. He's got a platinum plaque from that book. You know, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought when you started saying at the book, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you might get some money if like your voice was in a toy or in the book or whatever. But I didn't know that like you could go platinum with a kid's book. Yeah. And then that's mind blowing. And he was saying that when they then released like the new the new version of The Lion King that came out like 2018, 2019, that then it re-energizes everyone wants to go back and watch the original. So then all the views spike, you know, so then. Yeah. So, yeah. It's great. So if eventually, when we get approached by Disney for some sort of deal, I don't know what our deals are going to be, but we yeah. need to go for residuals. I think that's it was okay. going to be tempting for that big check that they're going to offer it us. Really will. And you think how much cheese and salad cream you could have with that? Oh my god, Arvi, you'd have to roll me out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Just a a big. 
just a big ball of cheese slab of cheese and salad cream just ooh yeah okay i mean i don't know what disney are going to approach us for i don't know if they listened they'd be it's not, i don't know if we're quite marketing boy meets world how they'd like <laughs> i think we are maybe if they just cut out the few moments we talk about boy meets world and lose everything in between uh-huh. which makes the podcast really but you see how easy it is to to not yes. be on topic. Well, let's talk about it. Boy Meets World. Okay. Boy Meets World. So from the off, we've got different credits, different intro. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Talk me through the intro. I mean, you come from such a high of the season four <sighs> intro. You're no longer jumping into is. a convertible. I think that's what it is. There was no like... Even if you hate it, this, it still punches you in the face, doesn't it? A lot of them. Like the convertible. Yeah. When it first came on, I was like, this is, who approved this? Like, this is just, <laughs> but then you learn to love it. But mm-hmm. with this, I was like, this is quite mediocre. It's like they've tried to make it cool. And that's not what the show is. Do you know what I think it is as well? And this, this bothered me for the first few episodes of season five. This is the first period in our rewatch or your watch and my rewatch, that I've thought, oh, this feels different to when I first watched it or when I was watching it when I was like 17 and, you know, in a dark place and whatever. And this was my ray of light was my Boy Meets World was because I wasn't as old as them yet. Like them, well, I guess to us in the UK, we go to, if you go to uni, you go at like 18, 19 and they yeah well that's the same right they go to college at that age yeah right so yeah so i wasn't quite but they're living but a lot of it is this season i mean we'll get on to this but a lot of it this season is not very 17 18 year old living is it no and that's right and so that's a big thing we have to talk about but i think when i was watching it at that point i was thinking well i don't know maybe this is what this is going to be like i haven't experienced it yet <laughs> and then now being like 35 and looking looking backwards this is not the experience but also i think there because this is like coming in beginning to get into the late 90s i think they're trying to make it like the family version of sex in the city and friends like the way that they're now showing yeah. all of the high rises and they're in an apartment and it's like a joey and chandler situation or I don't know the characters' names in Sex in the City. Do you ever watch that? Charlotte, Miranda, Carrie, and Samantha. Did I say that already? I don't think so. Anyway, yeah, them. But I know what you're saying. Like it, they, they were the really trendy. This mm. is what everyone is watching. Like. Millions of people are watching this when it comes out every week. Yeah. They've got a very trendy walking down the street. Look at them hanging out, having a bit of fun, like yeah. playing around in a fountain. So I think maybe they went for that. Oh, yeah, the they almost should have waited. Yes. But it's it's all, it's still, I, f- I feel like maybe if they move, if they, I don't know if they're doing college, like what's happening the next season. I don't know. But I'm assuming it's going to be just the following year. They should have put it on then maybe. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. It just wasn't as fun. And they were singing. And the, the theme tuning is now just like, just sort of murmuring the name yeah. of the show. When it's Boy Meets World, Boy Meets World, running down this road that we call life. <laughs> hey. oh, the voice of an angel. 
Do you think maybe there's some I singing in there? Maybe there's some singing in this. I could oh get God, maybe I could get some Lion King money. <laughs> what just that? Just for that little segment there? Yeah, well, that's what we'll do. Um, if they reboot the show, you and I will sing the theme tune. You, you can. I'm not singing the theme tune. You play the drums then. <laughs> I don't know if that's a low bear, but okay. I don't know. Drums? Just in the background, does every now and again the shout salad cream and cheese, and we'll, <laughs> and we'll work that into the theme tune somehow. You could just distort it so much that no one can tell what it says. It's like a subtle. Is it if you play it backwards, you can yeah, hear it? Yeah, like satanic <gasps> worship, that sort of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, everyone will just be eating salad cream and cheese. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the theme tune, it was, it just was just disappointing after the last one. Very. Very. And it feels a bit, I think it feels try hard of what we've said. I feel like they're trying to rip off a friends a little bit. It doesn't, it doesn't really relate to them a lot either. Like I know we have the boys move into an apartment, but it's still, for me, the show's still very centered around the high school and like the Matthews house. And this is very like city, like you say, it's like high-rise city streets, and I'm picturing living them in a suburb of Philadelphia. Like this is yeah. not where, where are it almost looked like they're on a holiday in New York. Like what are they doing? Yeah, in the intro, yeah, and like yeah, do you know what really? I mean, I haven't been to Philly. I don't know. It may well look a lot like New York. That may be the shot of a building that is there in the town. But to me, it's very like this is very New York. This apartment, and I'm like, but they live they live in a little like three-bedroom house on, like, suburbia. Like, what's this? And they're kind of playing in the city, like, hey, we're in the city and we do this in the city and we have a drink in the city. I'm eating a pretzel in the city. Topanga's sticking her tongue out. She's sat down. She's in the city. It's all very, like... (laughs) When I was that age, I could... If I was in the city, I need to go home because I've got no money. I don't even know how I'm getting the train fare back because everything's so expensive and I have no money because I'm a teenager. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know what would have been my nearest city, Exeter. You could go to Exeter on the train, but you have to get a bus from Chard to the train station. So it's just, it's not even worth doing unless sometimes my friend's mum, the one with the extra fridge, um, would take us on the train, would take us on the train to Exeter because she had a car so she could drive us to the train station. Of course she did. They had more than one car. They were a two car household. Can we have her first name? Are we allowed to have her first name? Or can we yeah, have it's an- Lizzie. Lizzie, two fridge Liz. Yeah. Two fridge Liz. I didn't call her that, and I feel like I'm, that was a v- missed opportunity. I just wanted it. Whatever her name was, that was going to be the line. So Elizabeth. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I haven't told her I'm doing this. I don't know that I will. I'll probably dial it inside. But she'll know the salad cream stories. She'll know these stories. Mm-hmm. These stories I'm talking about. She was there. Like that's worse than strangers hearing it. <laughs> Your mate being able to go, I don't know what you're talking about, you twat. (laughs) (laughs) You have to do these. Anyway, yeah, to to Fridge Liz, I may have gone to the city with her. We did do a weekend in London once. Was it a week? It might have just been a day. I've got a photo of me in a bucket hat Mm -hmm. with the London eye in the background. Oh, nice. With my combat trousers on. Um, of course, but, the baggy combat yeah, but, trousers. Of course, but city living, yeah, that's not that's very far removed from my life. If we filmed it here, it would have been here. We are in the town, next to something quite run down. Maybe the shop shut. I give Chad such a bad rep. It's quite cute, really. It's like cute's the wrong word. It's all right. We've had new pavements. <laughs> so 
I don't know what it would have been a shot of. The back of the youth club with graffiti all over it. Like, what would it have been? And then where would we have been? Just loitering, sat on a bus for an hour to get to the nearest towns 15 miles away. Mm-hmm. Like, there wouldn't have been sticking tongues out and eating at street cafes. No. There's no tables outside to eat here. <laughs> well, okay. But let's talk about... You you messaged instantly and said, hey, there's a new guy in the intro. So they kind of ruined yes. his intro, though he came in in the first episode. But Matthew Lawrence yeah. as Sean's brother Jack. How do you feel about him? I had to rewind the intro because I sort of looked at the start of it and was like, oh, this is different. I must have looked away. And then when I looked back, I was like, is that someone new? Is he been there the whole time? Let's get back and watch the intro all over again. And I was like, he's new. And he looked familiar. And I did my thing where I'm trying to place you for a minute. So I'll qu- I'll jot down like whatever comes to mind. Like, what am I thinking you're from? So I knew it was 90s. I knew it was a movie, not a TV show. I thought different haircut slightly, I think. Yeah. And then I was getting the like, are you like the teenage brother? Like, are you? And then in my head popped, oh, my God, he's the brother, oldest kid in Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And your message... I get like a banner across the top of my phone where I'd already messaged you like, who the fuck's this? The banner on the top of my phone came up and you were like, it's the brother from, and I opened the message and there it was Mrs. Doubtfire. Mind twins. <laughs> At least you got the satisfaction of getting it first. Yes. You know? Yeah. And then I obviously asked if it was the porn guy, but you haven't told me because I said, let's wait and reveal it. Mm-hmm. I, he, he can't, is he the porn guy? No, I can officially tell you now because I, I now know where we're at, that it's not this season. Okay. But very soon, next season okay. is next season. A regular. Because I did... I liked him on Mrs. Doubtfire. I think I probably thought he was quite cute watching it as a child. And I remember thinking, please. I didn't know I where this. To, I, I didn't say... know where this was going. You're like, I thought he was cute on Mrs. Doubtfire, and now he's grown up. Now I want to see his penis on the internet. Well, like... do you know what? If you'd said to me, "Oh yeah, it's him that's in porn," I'd be like, "I'm going to Google that later. I'm not even going to lie, <laughs> just to see. Not necessarily the penis, just to see what's he like. How what's his technique? Like, what's what's what? going on here? I'm not going to pass that up. Right? Yeah. Is he is um, is he intimate? Is he aggressive? Does he make yeah. faces? Is he noisy? Like you just you're exactly. more in, you're curious. You're inquisitive. Yeah. And if I happen to see what his body looks like while I'm there, then that's fine. Yeah. But I am, and I don't I don't want to judge anybody that does porn. No. Or works in that industry. Mm-hmm. It's a legitimate industry. It makes a lot of money. If everyone's consenting and everyone's agreeing to it and everyone's getting paid, yep. You do you. Yeah. But. I think it'd be harder. <laughs> Whoops! I think it'd be harder to see. <laughs> oh my god! I think it'd be more difficult to see someone that you know as a kid from a kids' film. Mm-hmm. In po- like that is jarring in my mind. He's in a film with Robin Williams as a child. You're right. Him and Mara Wilson. Like I'd find mm-hmm. that more difficult. Whereas I think if I just see someone that I've uh, maybe if I only recognise him from Boy Meets World, he's not attached to any childhood memory. Mm-hmm. Shag away <laughs> on camera <laughs> until your heart's content, please. But I mean, yes. But I mean, I might still recognise the guy when he comes up. Anyway, <laughs> he comes up. <laughs> oh God! Why are you so convinced that it's a guy? Well, I guess it might not be. Did you tell me it was a guy, or have I just assumed that? You've assumed that. You've oh. assumed their gender. So it's a woman. 
Or I might not be. Maybe I'm throwing you off now. But I didn't say... Yeah, so I've just assumed that it's a male. Mm -hmm. Why have I done that? I need to look inside myself and work out why that is. (laughs) Have a long walk Because there were other new characters. I didn't... Like, we had Angela and I didn't immediately go as Angela the porn star, did I? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I will tell you... I will tell you this. I believe, though I haven't checked like their IMDb, but I didn't know this. The person that it is, I didn't know them from anything else. This was the only thing I knew them from. And we're introduced okay. to them. And I'm assuming in real life, they're probably already like 20, maybe 2021. 20, okay. Playing a bit younger. So there's okay. not like you're not going to see someone that's a child and then see them now yeah you know like that it's like you're always going to associate them as being an adult but a younger adult too they must be i think it's just whether they're attached to a childhood memory like if you said to me oh it's i don't know the little it's the guy from et or like do you know i'd be like oh god like what i can't cope with that but if it's just someone that i only know you're that age I don't know you from anything mm. that my heart goes, but this was so innocent and sweet. And now I know, although that's happened with a lot of films anyway, because a lot of them are not necessarily porn, but they don't do very well. And then I feel sad about that. Like the guy that did the voice of like, I was reading the other day about the guy that did the, like the voice of Peter Pan in the Disney film. What happened to him? I think his name's Bobby Driscoll. I think his name is, um, got addicted to drugs. Is body was found it had been there several days in a warehouse in new york oh uh, in like his 20s oh that's really sad isn't it yeah but the peter pan like the like 1950s or 40s yes one or yeah yeah so this was like a long time ago right 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 but so it happens doesn't it like they either absolutely hate it or like macaulay culkin like he was he wasn't great for a little while was he like right but that that's actually a big misconception have you have you like he wasn't because I think people thought he was like a homeless drug user and he wasn't. No, yeah. He he was just very off grid. Right. And have, have you heard any of his interviews? There's, right, here's a podcast that you'll enjoy just as a one episode. Okay. If you're a Macaulay Culkin fan, like you grew up on yeah. him like we all did. He did a, a podcast with Mark Marin. Have you heard of Mark Maron? I'll send you I a, think so. I'll send you a link to it later. But it's... Right. um. He's a he's a stand up comedian in America, but he has a podcast. It's like one of the most famous podcasts in the world. He's kind of like there's like Joe Rogan for people over here, and there's sort of Mark Maron for people over here. And he's okay, super. Chi- I'm over there with Mark. Just for- yes, <laughs> whatever di- other direction he's in, I'm running away from the Joe Rogan towards him. That's what I was trying to say, but I was trying to yeah. say it diplomatically. <laughs> um, yeah. But, oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> okay, but he, yeah, you'll like him. He's re- he's a really good interviewer and he's very down to earth and very cool. And um, he's like, I think he's probably in his 60s now. But anyway, he had Macaulay Culkin on. This is a couple years ago now, maybe like four years ago. And he just, and they spoke for a couple of hours, just about everything. Just sort of took the timeline from the beginning and they spoke about what he's been doing, where he went. Because he, he went and lived in Paris for like 10 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was like married to Mila Kunis for all of yeah. that period. And I didn't know about that until quite recently. Yeah, he was and fine. there was a picture of them together and I was like, wow. Yeah, he was all right. He was just off. I think everyone really did assume like, oh, Macaulay Culkin, his star was shining so bright and now he's just a loser. 
Right. Or maybe he was actually just choosing not to be on your telly box. Well, that's what he did. He basically, not to spoil it for you, but he chose to stop. And then he sort of sees it as two lives, two lifetimes. And he sees himself as, like, he's got a ton of money. And Oh, yeah. And he, he's getting them residuals. Right, hardcore. And he also, he bought property before the boom. So he's got, like, apartment in New York and property in LA and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, but he says he sees it like he's benefiting from someone else's work and the other person is him when he was a kid and he yeah. kind of see it. Anyway, listen to it. You'll enjoy it. Okay. I can't remember how we got here, but he's not doing porn. I we guess haven't come across the... the porn actor yet is how we got here. Yeah. But you're excited. I can tell for it. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the only things I know about in advance. I've got nothing else to... That's all I can cling on to. I've got no other clues about anything future related. Yeah, it's good. I I will just say one other thing that this isn't porn related, but okay. Uh, Betsy Randall, who plays Amy Matthews, the mum, she mm-hmm. was on Pod Meets World just this morning, and I listened to it when I was walking Luna, and she said a couple of things I thought you'd be interested in. Uh, yeah. So firstly, she's seventy two now. Whoa! It looks great and is awesome. But she was saying that uh, in real life there was like though I think she was married and they call him Rusty, but Russ is his name. Mm-hmm. Who played Alan Matthews was also like married and they're really good friends in real life and they would go for dinners with their you know partners as well. But there was some like chemistry <laughs> and Ooh, juicy, yeah and. <laughs> There's a scene where we've already seen it. It was like way. In, it was like way in the beginning of season one, where they're like they're kissing on the sofa, and Corey's like mm-hmm. season one. Corey is there with like a camera and sort of pops up behind the sofa, that sort of thing. And she basically was saying that when she was kissing him, she had ice cream on her lap because they were meant to be sharing ice cream, and she like spilt it everywhere. And they called cut. And, like, she hadn't even realised that there was, like, ice cream all over the place and whatever because she was, like, into it. So into it. Yeah, so... I mean, that's got to make work more fun. Right. Not great for the spouses. No. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, I thought, I thought but those things, those details are nice to know because when you're watching it, it's like, oh, it feels a bit more real. Yeah. And you would have chemistry with people you're working with. Like, I mean, I can't really compare my, like, A-level and GCSE drama to this. Oh, here we but go. But you do... No, there's no shagging stories with this. But you do <laughs> no, get... I just meant... We can't even have an expert on the podcast now, I'm saying. Oh, Christ, no. But um, you do get very intensely connected to each other in a way that you can't really explain to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're like in a drama group or like my kid goes to like a kid's drama thing now. They put on a show a couple of times a year. It's a proper production. And I help backstage like on the show nights, getting them all changed into costumes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the kids, they're so bonded together. Like, and unless you do that kind of thing, and maybe it's the same if you like you're on a sports team or something, I guess. It's like, yeah, so in I it imagine- together. You succeed yeah. together, you fail together. That kind of yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. And you really are like, and no one else gets it. So you might go home and say to your spouse, like, this took like 50 takes today and I had to cry every scene and it was really, and they they just won't get it. Like through no fault. They've got no idea what it's like to try and cry 
on cue and hold the emotion 50 times over, but your family at work do. Mm-hmm. So I can totally understand why if there is a spark of something that you would almost struggle to not do anything about that. Yeah, and she made it very clear that there was no like affairs or anything like that. They just had a really good friendship, but there was that little bit of extra tension that made it easier to mm-hmm. do those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I, I like I like it when you know some of them little details because then when you're rewatching it, you kind of you know like it came out in the friends reunion that Jennifer yes. Aniston and David Schwimmer actually had like crushes on each other. That was like the best. And so now we we all like live in hope that they're going to get together. Like even if they're ninety, like because they were they're both single now, mm-hmm. or they were at the time of filming the reunion. And I was like, come on, but maybe too much time has passed. But yeah, so it gives you that little bit of hope. Like oh, maybe they were meant to be together. Yeah, a bit like like Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson were dating at the start of Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. I remember not knowing at the time, but knowing after they'd already broken up, but later in the series. And so when there was the whole "Who's she going to end up with?" it added to the like "You should be together." Mm-hmm. It added to that. Like... Which obviously, I didn't want to. I didn't know if you. Like, I think you knew that they'd been together, didn't they? Mm-hmm. But I obviously couldn't. I couldn't reveal the ending. But that it made the. That's why the ending worked so much better, I think, because the public were rooting for them anyway a little bit. And then she ended up with Tom Cruise instead, and that's a whole other thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's really happy though, right? With he Jody is really Turner. happy. His yeah, she seems awesome. Like I follow her on Instagram. Everything she says, I'm like, I agree with you. Everything she says because well, she's British, right? Well, what? Because we're always right. What? No, but <laughs> no, I but mean, just like I don't know. Brit- she is British. She, she is. So- but I like maybe just the way she sees things, or like her political leanings. Like she shares lots of bits, and every time I'm like, yeah, 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 she, I hear you. She's awesome. Have you seen Queen and Slim? No. It. it that's like, uh, what's the word? like necessary that's necessary watching it is okay i don't think i've seen anything with her in i don't think i've seen anything with her in it it's her and uh daniel uh kalula is that how i think that's how you pronounce his name the guy from get out he's also british no idea um okay you do know him Uh, is in have you seen black panther no you haven't seen Black Panther? He's in that. Is that a Marvel thing? Is that a Marvel That's thing? the only Marvel film that is you have to watch. The other oh, ones. Oh, no, because you can't just watch one. You won't understand the universe. And I haven't got time for another universe. <laughs> I don't understand the universe, but that one is important. But right, I'm writing it down. I'll find it on the website Don gave me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Queen and Slim is... Um, okay. It's like a drama. It's it's super dramatic and harrowing. She gives a really great... They all give a great performance in it. She's really great in it. And, uh, yeah. I think I've said this to you before, haven't I? Because between them, I... She's Jodie Turner and here's Joshua Jackson. Jackson Turner. Yeah. 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 I like that. What? Oh, also another terrible example of that, but from our podcast universe, would be in One Tree Hill that... Chad and Sophia were together, but then that's yeah. obviously more of a sad. one. That's not got the same magic, is it? No, but I mean, I guess if you were watching well. it in real time in season two, you'd be like, "Oh wow," because that's when they were like getting together in the show. And I don't know if I knew about them when I watched it. Or season one. 
whether that might be because obviously we lived in Britain and mm. that would have been like American. Maybe if you didn't buy the right magazine, like if you didn't, you didn't have, I didn't have the internet. Yeah. So unless they mentioned it in Smash Hits magazine, like I wouldn't have known who, you know, unless I catch it on like, in like Ms. Magazine. You don't know what these magazines are. They're a brilliant Ms. Magazine. Unless I catch it in a, one of those, which I mean, my nan did buy me a subscription. <laughs> so it might have been mentioned. Um, but I probably would have stopped getting that. When did, the, oh my God, my alarm. Sorry. Um, when did that come out? 2003. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't, I don't know that I knew they was, were a thing. And I was too, I was too busy rooting for um, Peyton and Lucas by then. Of course. Do, do you know something that I think would be really fun to do? I don't really, I, I don't know what the format would be, but there's something about you where I just, I feel comfortable talking about some of these stupid things uh, from when we were younger and you have yeah. great like mirroring stories from potentially like from the female version. So it's almost like boy meets world and girl meets world. There's, we should work out how to do like some episodes unrelated to boy meets world where we just talk about some of those things, like the well, that, silly nuances. That's basically what the last episode was, wasn't it? It was three hours long <laughs> and half an hour of solid boy meets world and then if this really it's just kind of become a podcast about how we relate to boy meets world mm -hmm. growing also being teenagers around that time but you know what and being tragic <laughs> yes you know what would be fun but yes i know what you're saying we could spend a lot of time just being like look at this weird shit we did but i also want to hear like i want to hear your stuff because it's it's quite interesting because we don't because we do we know each other but we're also getting to know each other while we're doing this so it's interesting because yeah. i don't know what you're about to say and vice versa but it'd be cool to maybe do something like this is just i'm just i'm just saying this off the top of my head like maybe yeah. like we said like 11 to 22 or something and of age and every mm -hmm. episode like the first episode would be like age 11 and we just talk about things that happened when you were 11. And then the next episode, what happened when you were 12, 13, That would 40. be cool. And then as you go up, it's like, but I don't know, is that, or maybe that's not interesting. It sounds interesting. Maybe, is, that only, is that only interesting for us <laughs> yeah. or to other people? <laughs> but I don't, well, I don't know. I'd obviously find it interesting because I'd learn about you. I'd have to get the diaries out. I was you a diary keeper. No way. Yeah. Not like a dear diary, this is what I did today, but like a, I should really be seeing a therapist and I'm not. So I'm just going to write all this in here and cry about it. Oh, that, no, that's really good. That's a good but outlet. I haven't got those out in a long time. Okay. Um, I think I, I probably stopped writing them when I was maybe 17. That's good. And when did you start? Um, I, th I mean, I started quite young, but they probably wouldn't have got really juicy until, well, they're not, they're not, I'm saying juicy, they're not, like, they're not. <laughs> but I probably didn't start properly pouring my heart out into them until maybe I was 13. There might be, there might be like four or five years that, of just, and some of it would have the gossip in as well, because some of it would have been like, this night out was wild, <laughs> write some things. Yeah. And then a lot of it would also be, I'm so depressed. Yeah. But you need the darkness and light. Yeah. To, to, but I don't know if anyone wants to listen to that 
Except for us. Well, but... And other people that are friends with us, maybe. <laughs> None of my friends would listen to any podcast that I do. And do you know no, that's something... You know, it's interesting. You were saying... Wait, hang on. Let's finish this thought and then we'll go on to that thought. I think that would okay. be interesting. And listeners could also write in ahead of time if they felt comfortable to and could share some of their stories that we could read out and talk about. It could be anonymously if people didn't want to share I like their that names. idea. Yeah, we could do it like we'd give them a week's notice. Yeah. We're covering age 11. Mm-hmm. Submit your stories. We want the embarrassing, like the things that made you cringe, the mm-hmm. things. What were you into? What, ba- what band were you obsessed yeah. with? Like, all, all about being 11. There could be some, para- yeah, want some cool parameters stories. to it. Like, what was some Yeah, of- we can't promise, we can't promise to read them all like a yeah. review show. <laughs> but we could have a little sift through and pick the, like, this is wild. Yeah, I and mean, we could, that way we could do, like, highlights and lowlights and... You know what? What? What did you learn? What would you change? And then, like, like you said, the movies, the music, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and each week, I could do a little. And here's a little snippet, dear diary. We could call it dear diary. That could be. I'll pick out like the most tragic section and read. <laughs> I'll include any spelling mistakes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, because I think this is also it's all very serendipitous. Because my I saw my parents yesterday, and my mum just gave me a massive box of all these photographs. Um, that was all from these kind of time periods. And I said, I was like, Mum, do you not want these? I don't need these. I don't need pictures of myself. You're supposed to have these and cherish these because you want, because I'm just like, nah, I need the space. So. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool to have. No, I'm glad I've got, I mean, I haven't got lots of photos. I don't know that we had lots of photos taken when we were young. Like you had to put film in a camera. I'm aiming this at Marie. You had to put film in a camera. <laughs> yeah. You had to buy the film and then also pay to get the pictures back at the end. Yeah. So you're talking, what's that, 20 quid? 20 quid in the 90s? Wow. Yeah. So you really only got the camera out, like weddings, mm-hmm. maybe a birthday if people would like you. Mm-hmm. Like set, you didn't have just, that's, we're just hanging out on a Friday. Because I bet you probably wish you had loads, have you got pictures, loads of pictures of you and Dom? I've got some. I have a video that, of me and Dom <gasps> uh, because... Like so, video cameras in the nineties weren't a thing, right? If we, no. if you wanted one, you had to. We had one at one point that we hired, like rented. Did and, you have to put like the full size VHS tape in the side of it and record it directly onto the VHS I tape? I believe so, but this this was because we had uh, my mum's mum had emigrated to Canada, and uh, we were recording a video to send to her. Um, and that, I won't go into it. It's actually quite a sad story, but it was to send a video to her. So it was like a special thing. So my parents went and rented the video camera. And I think I was probably like, Dom and I were probably seven, eight, maybe around that time. And there's, yeah, there's this video. I've got it on my desk, on my hard drive of us sort of play fighting and just, and we actually interview each other in it like as if it's podcasting and i edited it together and show it like as like a thing to put on instagram to sort of go from here and then jump to like us now um but he doesn't like i don't he he's not he doesn't like people seeing him young which he's not a sharer is he he's not, not a, like you're an oversharer. <laughs> you're yes. like i'm going to the doctors does anyone want to come <laughs> dom is the opposite way isn't he yeah which is uh, i understand he's more of a private person he shares what he wants to share so i can't imagine he's like yes let's put on some embarrassing home footage simon that you're like oh it's embarrassing but it's funny 
I can imagine that he's not keen for that. I want to see it though. He doesn't want to share that embarrassed. Like you'll share something really embarrassing and be like, Haha, I'm laughing at myself. Laugh with me, please. Like, <laughs> or as Dom's like, let's just not laugh. Right. Because I was embarrassed. Yeah. Not everyone wants... I mean, you're so gawky when you're young as well, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Your teeth are too big for your face. Mm-hmm. Aren't, like, when you've got your massive front teeth. And you're just kind of, like, a bit gangly and clumsy and, like, your feet are massive compared with the rest of your body. <laughs> and it's just... You've got spots. Like, it's just not a good time, is it, mm-hmm. for looking your best? You go for an ugly duckling phase. For, for sure. For sure. But and- I'd like to see it. <laughs> I'm ask, sure we, I'm sure we can arrange that. Um, but I bet he's bloody adorable. Uh, he is. He looks exactly the same. He's literally like as if you just shrunk a version of him down, you know. Oh. But uh, but it's it's funny because people may of this podcast may not ever think it, but I'm incredibly private. Like people at work know know hardly anything about me. Like and I make it that way on purpose. I think it's something about saying it to strangers that's freeing because yeah, there's absolutely. no there's no judgment because I don't know you for you to judge I haven't got if you haven't got to look those people in the face the next day and like necessarily I don't know there yeah there is something or well, it means there's it's no It's almost like you're stood behind glass or something there's uh, there's just something I would have kids at the youth club tell me things that they would never tell anyone at home Right exactly and like, the, Yeah go on I'm I'm this I'm the same way like and it's not I don't know that I'm particularly private I just can't be asked with a lot of people a lot of the time right I can't I find I get awful social anxiety like I and I so I just find social situations incredibly overwhelming mm-hmm. I come home I mean I do I do it with this podcast a little bit but <laughs> we can be anxious together and you reassure me it's fine mm-hmm. but I come home and I think about every single thing I said yeah. if I make a faux pas and say something and then think oh fuck that was insensitive I shouldn't have said it I I'll think about that now and I might have done it when I was 10 mm-hmm. and to this day I'm like there's no way I can take that back and that makes me feel anxious mm-hmm. so I would rather talk to people online whether that's like this I mean I have to feel quite brave to do this but whether it's like just in the discord or on Instagram much better much better yeah I and I'm fully with you with that I can have sleepless nights over things that I've said to people where I haven't said anything but I'm worried they've misconstrued what I've said or they didn't understand the joke and then I'll drive effing crazy with it the next day being like no they don't get it because I said it like this and it was meant like that and I hope they don't think it's like that should I contact them should I email them I'll write them a letter so they know what I meant and how I'm you know over nothing yeah and they don't even remember what was said or no. anything like and that and a rational person knows that like you if you email them you've made that a million times like yeah mm-hmm. like you say they've forgotten that you said that or like or that you didn't say anything because you were probably very forgettable if you didn't like yeah but yeah i do the same well they don't care like there's um no. i said this the other day it must not have been to you because i was explaining who darren brown was it was to lex i have because uh, mm-hmm. you didn't know obviously you know who darren oh brown the lucky is. girl now i know who darren brown is <laughs> well <laughs> this has nothing to do with darren brown really okay good but he was this was like a side bit of he was just talking about something in between whatever he was about to do and he said but remember no one cares 
about you and what you've said only you do because we are all so naturally self-obsessed and self-absorbed like we have to be because yeah. that's how you survive in in the world like all animals everyone is you're self-absorbed and uh so everyone's forgotten like that one thing that you're worrying about no one cares because they're caring about their thing that they're worrying about. And I know that's such a simple concept, but I heard that this was years ago. It might've been like 10 years ago. And I was like, that's so obvious. And that makes so much sense. And it kind of makes you feel better because you're le- less significant to other people than you think you are. And that's, yeah. it's freeing in a way. Yeah. And the, the simple things are usually the most powerful things, aren't they? Like you don't need to like really over egg stuff, but yes, that's very true. Some of us are better at letting that stuff roll off than others, perhaps, though, aren't they? Yes. Should we talk about Boy Meets World? Wait, are we going to do this then? 11 to 21. We'll put that on the I'll back. Do- we'll put that on the back burner post Boy Meets World. Yeah. But I think there's like, I think there's something to that. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Well, so we haven't, we've spoken <laughs> about well. the theme. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about. Jack as a character is introduced mm-hmm. uh, and Chet, Sean's dad, is basically saying, okay, you're going to go live with your brother. You've got an opportunity here. How do you feel about this setup and how do you like Jack as a character? I feel um, I feel like he's mostly there to just be a device rather than as a person. So we need a friend for Eric because he's at college. We either don't see his college life at all and we only see him pop back to the house or he's just wandering around on his own at college, which, let's be honest, would be very Eric. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he needs a buddy. So we've got to have someone. And then I don't know whether the guy that played Chet didn't want to be such a character in it anymore they were like we're tired of this it was like "Mm, how can we get sean to live with these people instead we'll make him sean's brother Mm -hmm. it was just a little bit like this is so you've put him there because you need him rather than i don't know but if i mean if he continues maybe they'll flesh him out a little bit but at the moment he he just felt a little bit like you're just there because you need you need they needed some way to make this eric and sean living together in an apartment situation which is a bit weird on its own yeah no you're right i think they they're just grouping it there's two groups isn't there you've now got eric sean and jack over here in the apartment and then you've also got Corey living at home and you know his parents and then the high school it's kind of like you've got them three bits because we don't really see the college We, we see a little bit like when uh amy joins the creative writing class yeah sorry luna's just barged in um with a little risque uh essays yes yes and uh and a new haircut (laughs) yeah well she's looking good this season yeah she still looks good now she's like 72 i'll send you a picture later like from right. her interview not just like that made it sound weird like i'm <laughs> in the bushes i'll go through my personal collection and pick one to send later i'm actually okay. looking at her right now okay. through my binoculars so you know oh god that <laughs> hand at the window who's <laughs> <It's> amy <laughs> yeah um yeah, we don't see a lot of the college. We see a little bit with like the dean. They're trying to if, if we make friends with the dean, then we'll be fine. Like 
he's kind of thinking he'll be a Mr. Feeney character. Mm-hmm. He'll sort me out. I don't need to do any work. Yeah. Uh, it didn't quite pan out like that, did it? Um, so we mostly see the apartment, don't we? We don't even see much of them studying. There's a little bit. They, they create a fraternity, don't they, at one point? Yeah. But towards the end of the season, the actual them being at college doesn't appear to even be a thing that's happening. But yeah, they're not really focusing on it. I, I will say the first few episodes I found a bit jarring. I I think like we had a little bit of a dip in quality mm-hmm. a little bit. Like the the witches episode where I was just like, what is going on? Like I remember there were it, a lot but... of random. There were a lot of random extra little bits. Yeah. You know, like, we had kind of the 40s episode before, didn't we? And all 50s episode. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. oh, it doesn't slap. <laughs> and then we've had a few, like, little funny. But this season was a bit like, you've just gone, what should we make happen? Let's just throw some ideas in the hat and see what. It was funny with the Sabrina. Yeah. Sabrina crossover. That's the only thing that saved it, that at the end. The only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa Joan Hart, mm. she instantly increases the value of anything that she's on. Yes. She does a lot of good Christmas movies too. <laughs> with uh, with AC Slater from Saved by the Bell. Yes. Mario Lopez. <laughs> yeah, she does a, yes. He, he does a lot of that. Yes. Um, yeah, that was great, her popping up at the end. I didn't expect it either. Mm-hmm. I actually, it was, I was like, oh my God. And then Salem was in like the next episode. So we go from the witches episode to the very next one, which is now we're going to war. Um, It's World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I actually, I preferred the war episode to the other 50, like the 1950s thing they did. Mm-hmm. I preferred the 40s war thing. But it was like two episodes in a row of just... We've tried to follow a storyline. What what's happened here? Yeah, it it got it got a bit jumbled and a bit. The, I think the quality went, but as we get to the middle and to the back end of the season, they become some of the best Boy Meets World things, I think. And we actually have continuity like we've never really seen before, like the whole Lauren situation that will yeah. break down in a in a minute i'm sure but that stretches over like five episodes of what's happening they're broken up they're still debating arguing about about that and so it almost was teetering into teen drama in some aspects of it you know it's like we've seen some of this sort of stuff this is more one tree hill dawson's creek like but you know the family version and so i think and especially like the way the season ended, it ended strong. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. For the first time, we've actually had a, we don't know what's going to happen, you better come back type finale. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah. So I think it started a bit weak and then they found their footing as it went on. And I think maybe some of it is because of the different landscapes of there in the apartment and, you know, Eric's kind of moved on. I mean, let's talk about the apartment itself. Um, wait, did you didn't you didn't go to uni? No, but that is not what halls are like. God no. <laughs> I've stayed in I've stayed in university halls. Yeah, like, when the like over the summer the students weren't there. Mm-hmm. Like it's a room with a single bed and a chest of drawers and like shitty stained carpet, and, and then a little small living room with a microwave at the end. 
well in in our uni halls in the first year um you had a room that it was just a room with a single bed and a desk and that was it and there was a sink in the corner just a sink and um mm-hmm. the boys used to refer to that as the ensuite Oh yeah, oh yeah. But, but I mean, if you can get up, or if it bears weight, then the girls can too. <laughs> yeah, it's How, horrible. Like, if it's only no more nails to the wall, then no. But I'm fairly certain. I, I I'd like to think I can't remember. But I'm fairly certain that I didn't pee in the sink, but I definitely once peed out the window. Like it was a ground floor, and there was just oh, okay. grass there. So no, okay. Yeah, it's pissing and shitting outside is a real issue for you, Simon. We'll when we do our God. run through our youth podcast and we really discuss this in like a therapy let's unpack it kind of scenario. We'll uh-huh. talk about that. Okay, it's gonna, it's gonna, every time it happens, <laughs> just, a little po- yellow post-it note is like highlighting on the timeline. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you have a whole map, Simon's life, you're in the middle with string coming off like a police yeah. detective show. Yeah. Um. Yes, but when they first mentioned an apartment, obviously um, Jack turns up like, oh, I need... I thought, oh, he's just renting an apartment. It's not a student situation, like Mm -hmm. hall situation. I thought he will be a student, but it's like, you know, when you go in your second year and you've got to actually find somewhere to rent. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like that. And then once they moved in, there was like all the girls from 3B or whatever. They all lived in the same apartment. They all said the same number, all of them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is supposed to be like university accommodation now yeah that's not a university accommodation i mean we need some americans to get in touch well i can actually speak to this on an an adventure that we can cover at some point if we do do this podcast okay i did spend some time at an american college at an all-girls american college in southern california for a couple weeks just visiting and um and and stayed in and stayed with them and it was on campus but it was like a house but it was like a sorority house but it wasn't mm-hmm. a sorority and the facilities and the buildings were like amazing like it was crazy like they were living like this yeah um but also i think they're paying like 100 grand a year intuition and whatever so it is different oh yeah i'm sure if we went to like oxford university i'm sure they're catered very well but to your average nine thousand pound a year university Mm -hmm. as it was then like that's not you're not getting nice no not at all well i mean i can so i can also say this that i don't consider myself of living outside of my family home until I moved in with Ethne when I was 20, when we were 23, which mm-hmm. I think is still relatively quite young uh, ish to what, what age did you move out? I was 19. That's younger. That's younger. Yeah. Oh, I, I consider that young. I consider 23 young ish. I've got some friends that I have a friend that still lives at home and he's the same age as me. I mean, that's an extreme. Um, I'm trying to think if I've got any friends that still live at home. What age would you say? Maybe 25? Well, I don't know. What age do people leave home? Well, 
I mean, lots of lots of people go away to university, don't they? And they stay in their university town. So they've left home then. Right. Like they're just, they get a job, they find somewhere to live. So I'd like friend move to London or whatever, off you go. Some people come back and live with their parents. And then I guess the sensible thing to do is save up until you can afford to buy. Like that's sort of, I think, what a lot of people try and do, but that's impossible now. I don't know how anyone will do that now. But um, I felt like I was quite young when I moved out. My boyfriend was older, is three years older than me, and he was, like, renting a house from his mum, so the rent was cheap. I was staying there quite a lot anyway. Let's just move in. Um, but that feel that did feel quite young. But then a lot of my friends were away at university, so they weren't mm. living at home. So mm. I didn't feel like more of a grown-up. Right. Well, and, and it... It obviously it worked out for you, right? So because you're still yeah. you're still there, not like there in not the in same that, place. Not in that little but... uh, one room downstairs rental, no. But I <laughs> still got the man. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, when F and I moved in together, it was like it was a one room flat. There was literally there were three rooms. There was the living yeah. room and kitchen, but that was in the same room, really a bathroom yeah. and a bedroom and that was it and yeah so uh, was ours we did have stairs we had stairs though we had stairs in between but then there's not a lot of flats in charge like it's small so it's not a flat kind of town well it was all yeah this was when i first started watching one tree hill and then we ended up oh. we only lived there for six months moved to like a cottage which was terrible and had damp and mildew and it was terrible and then we moved out of that and then we bought our first flat which was a new build so we were the first people in there so it was like brand new everything and that was lovely so clean it was so good and then bloody 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 blah but yeah the my point is is that when i was at uni i didn't ever consider myself as living there because i would go to my classes and i would go home every weekend like it was an hour's drive, so I literally. Yeah, where did you go? So you went to university really close to home. Yeah, I so actually went that, I to Oxford, but not that Oxford. <laughs> I went to like the actual just. It's in the town of Oxford. It was yeah, it was Oxford Brooks, which is just. That enough... still sounds fan. Is it still fancy? Is it still hard to get it, in? Uh, it was hard for me to get in. It was it's it was top in the country. It was top ten for what I was therefore which was to be a primary school teacher which didn't happen but uh i think it was like the 10th best or something like that for that it was kind of renowned for that yeah um it didn't work oxford work. university two fridges <laughs> well it also it had a lot of posh people <laughs> that like yeah. couldn't get into oxford but they still wanted the oxford lifestyle so to speak but what was it was good for me because it was like an hour away so it was far enough away that you're doing whatever, but close enough away that I was going home every weekend. And so, but even like in the second year and third year, when you were like living in a house, if soon as my classes were done, I was going home and I didn't like cook there. I didn't eat there. It was literally a room that I would just smoke weed in and watch Lost in. And then I'd just go home. Like it, I didn't consider it living. It was not living um, did you not socialize at university yeah. was it not like a social th- like did you not want to go out 
at the weekends in fancy dress like everyone else does at university. No. Oh, my God, the amount of pictures on Facebook. We get it. You dressed up as cave people. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not there. You- Every fucking weekend. And it was when you had, like, a digital camera you had to take out with you and then put on actually Facebook. put them onto a computer mm-hmm. and they'd be like, you could put 60 photos in a Facebook album, mm-hmm. the whole 60. Mm-hmm photos of what you've dressed up as that weekend university when you're not a university that is so dull yeah i mean it sounds like did you not do that you didn't have any resentment so that's good (laughs) (laughs) did you not do that were you not out every weekend no but well the people that i met that i made friends with the thing that we all had in the 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 way that i met them and that we had in common was they all smoked weed and that was so no one went out. So they, it was just smoking weed and playing video games. But the the other thing was was I didn't have any student loans, so I worked at Blockbuster, a classic student job. That's that's so like the perfect job for you as well. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Like you love movies, like it's perfect. I do a movie podcast. I used to work in a Blockbuster. <laughs> love it. But I would be there. So. Um, most nights, like when I was there at uni, I would then be work. I'd go to uni in the day, and then I'd be on the night shift, which was five to half ten at night, ten thirty at night, and then, and then you'd get back and smoke a joint and watch a film and go to sleep. Like that was kind of it at that mm. period. I need to make it clear that I don't smoke weed now. But this, I can't. Yes, I can't. We need e- to make it clear these stories we've learned, we've grown. Right. So- People on LinkedIn. This is past me. I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm not on LinkedIn, am I? Me neither. But but so a different uni- a different university experience. Whereas I guess a, a lot of people are living on loans, aren't they? Or, yeah. So it can very quickly get spent on alcohol. Well, I is that, and it doesn't I had really no, matter. I had no money for any of that. I had no money for going no. to a nightclub and buying like a five pound drink. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a thing. But also, and I can see it now. But I was also really unhappy then and not in a good place. And I'm coming off of like this car accident. And, you know, like we were saying earlier about not telling people, people I yeah. went to uni with never knew any of that stuff because I never told them because I'm private about that stuff. But here yeah. it feels it's a different. But the I'm I as I had these friends, but they were friends that I didn't actually really like. You know, when you have friends, but they're just they're like situational friends. And I've spoken yeah. about this sort of in code a lot on the podcast that there was this group of friends that I cut out because uh, of various reasons of different. I've had situational, like you do have situational friends. So at work, you have. I'm lucky that some of the people I've worked with, like my best friends in the whole world now. But at work, you have your work friends. Mm-hmm. They're only your work situational friends Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. They don't bleed into your real life. You might have your parents. So you have like other, you meet other parents with kids the same age and that's a bubble, but it's not necessarily who you tell everything to or choose to spend most of your time with. Yeah. So I guess it's the same. Like you have, here we are living and studying together, but I'm renting a room. Exactly. And they were, so they were like my situational uni friends and then I didn't see them for years after uni and then whatsapp became a thing and i suddenly got thrown into a whatsapp group and then i ended up seeing them a couple of times a year they'd be like we'd like get together as like a not like a reunion but it would just be like get together and meet up and whatever and it was very clear that as we're evolving and growing as people you know through our 20s and whatever that we are very different 
people and had very different outlooks on political things, ethical things, moral things, and just general... The things that really matter. Yeah, the things that, you know, you can't forgive and look past. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so I, I so I cut them out. And it was also messy with... Because um, it bled into some of my work stuff. Um, mm. There's a whole other thing, but... It's a whole other thing. But the point is, is that my stuff of putting up the 60 pictures at a time was in the summers from uni. I went to Camp America and I was oh, more yeah, yeah. like the friendship bracelet kind of I'm a traveller kind of person would go with all of the pictures and all that sort of stuff. I so. would find that more interesting because you're showing me a bit of America. Right. If I've seen the inside of a nightclub with a light up dance floor, I've seen them all. Yeah. Haven't I? I don't... If I've seen you dressed as a slutty cavewoman, a slutty nurse, a slutty vampire, I don't need... There's only so many times I can see your French knickers <laughs> on, in a nightclub Yeah. before I've seen... I don't need any more of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, bless them. I mean, I'm not friends with a lot of those people on Facebook <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you, know, when you, you know when you first got Facebook, you're just friends of everyone that was in your year group? Yeah. You whittle that down fast. You whittle that down fast. Yeah. I, yeah, we did. Very few remain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At one point, it's just like, look how many friends I can possibly get. I think I might have seen you once and we might have shaken hands. Friend, friend, you know. If I see them, if I see them anywhere, like you just walk past them in Tesco and they don't say hi, that was when I realized, like, I need to delete some of these people. Why are you. Not I over, I don't share much on I maybe I did share a bit more back then on Facebook, but I'd be like, Why am I letting you look at my pictures? Yeah. You can give a shit about me all my life and actually I don't care what you're doing either. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> well that's some beautiful that's the beautiful perspective you get when you're older, where it's actually it's just about it's not about appearances, it's about what's important and what you're willing to yeah. stand for. And uh, this is, Ethne said this the other day, she said that, and it kind of resonated with me, she said that about me, that when I make my deci- uh, my mind up on something, like uh, political or ethical or whatever, that is it. There's no changing back. Like, and so for example, I had some stick from people uh, about the um, British Empire medal thing. So yes. I've got this, got this medal from the Queen, which is like a very prestigious thing in our country. And I rejected it because of the empire stuff that, that comes along with it and colonization and what that means, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I wrote this email saying that if it was named different, like name it anything else and I'd love to accept it, but I yeah. don't want it to be associated with that. It goes against everything I believe in. Um, but you know, I had, uh, stick and things about that because I can't, what is the point of this? I don't even know what I'm saying. About having, as you get older, you've got less fucks to give. So you just cut off people that you just haven't got. You've only got so many fucks to go around and you can't waste them on people that are just not aligned with what you've got going on. Yes, exactly. Sorry. So the point with that was, as I was accepting it at the beginning, because I was like, oh, this is like an honor and this is, this could be good for my career and whatever. And then I did more research about it and had these conversations about it. And then when I, I'd made my mind up how I felt about it all that was it. There was no turning around and I've had people trying to talk me out of it 
to take it just on the point of why well, it looks good and it would be good for yeah, your CV. Yeah, it's a medal from the Queen. Like, why would you not want a... Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Uh, But my whole thing was that it was morals over vanity. And mm-hmm. originally my vanity took over because I wanted to have the letters behind my name and all that kind of stuff. And then it was like, but actually... No, it's what you believe in is way more important. And that's kind of some of the stuff like as you get older, you just become more, you become more in touch with who you actually are and what you'll put up with and what you won't. And so, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, Though now knowing you, I should have accepted it and given it to you because... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the queen touched this with her gloved hand. <laughs> yeah, we can't get onto that because I'm I'm very conf- I'm conflicted. But I've got no I see about the monarchy in there. But with you, um, like I, I completely respect and I respect anybody's opinion. But um, I from what I know of you, it's not, you know. I know that you that you that you like the monarchy and that you're with it. Yeah, it's but... not all that I'm about. I'm yes. not like a oh my god, Britain's so fucking fantastic. We should all sing the national anthem once a day at school and like because this country's absolutely gone to fucking shit. It's shit. Especially today. <laughs> it's corrupt and it's shit. Okay. Our Prime Minister is an absolute moron. Maybe not quite as hideous as the previous one, but it's not got any better. Yeah. Um but yes, I like I like pomp and I like the ceremony and I like the, I like history. Like I like history. So yeah. I find that kind of stuff fascinating and tradition. And I, ju- I like the chintz and the like <laughs> drama of it all. And just, I, I can't help it. If there's a royal baby coming, I get swept up. But also I'm team Harry and Meghan. That's right. You fuck off to America. If that's what you want to do. I high five <laughs> you on the wet. Like, of course they let, like, so I'm, I'm, and and then without us, without even getting started on the British, like what we've just decimated every country we've ever gone to. That's before we even get into that. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I'm my heart's very conflicted. You like you like the drama I'm, of it. You like the like yeah, the magazine like, like the covers. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. like the celebrity, like the. And I re- I quite like like tacky tacky Britishness stuff. So like soap operas, mm-hmm. like our British soaps, like I like random little just silly little British things that we do. Like, I like that we're awkward and I can't... But then a lot of it, I'm like... It's, it's, I mean, it's ruined by a lot of people. It's ruined. But yes, so I don't think I would accept a medal either. Oh, okay. Because it does, like you say, it represents... We've done some awful things. I don't mm-hmm. like Britain. Yeah, no. And I, and I get what you're saying because I love the humour in things. Like, there's things that will make me laugh more than anything else and it would make zero sense to anyone that's not british but things like like there's little compilations of just some of the one like one-liners from danny dyer that will just crack me, <laughs> that would just crack me up and yeah it means nothing to anyone else yeah. but you know that's so british you know yeah so British. I'll put something on Instagram. I'll put something of Danny Dyer so people have some reference, or in the Discord so people have yeah. reference to who that is. Um, but okay, so that's Jack. <laughs> yeah, we were saying about their apartment and how unrealistic it is. I don't know why the living room split level. Um, the couch changes halfway through. 
There's yeah. no backstory to that. They've just swapped it for a leather. And do they have three of... bedrooms? It doesn't seem clear. It looks like there'd be one bedroom here and one bedroom here. Where's the third one? I think he... Yeah, because he when he first arrives, he the joke is that, oh, like someone's going to come along with an apartment. And then he shouts behind them, don't he? Like, three-bedroom apartment. And it is that it's the three-bedroom. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why he's Sean's brother. Like, I don't get that i don't get it and it also doesn't make much sense because sean's upset that he went off and left him but they've already had a conversation about what his mum had already left sean's dad because sean wasn't created yet like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense like you've not thought this through as a backstory where it's all just it felt a little bit rushed like we need to throw someone in and i and i'm kind of sad we missed i liked the stuff with sean's family Mm, the trailer like, we've got to know good. them a little bit yeah yeah and and they have kind of retconned things like we were talking about last week with topanga and Corey have now always been together you know since they were like toddlers and that that yeah. wasn't the case in season one and they've kind of thrown this in with oh it doesn't matter he's got a brother let's just throw a brother in there because it adds to the dynamic i, I like matthew lawrence so the actor i really like him so the ad add to this in America, there's like, well, in everywhere, but they're more famous in America. It's the Lawrence brothers. So there's three of them. There's Joey Lawrence, okay. who's the older brother, and he was in Blossom. Have you ever seen Blossom? No. Ever heard of Blossom? Maybe. I think you... Have you seen The Big Bang Theory? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going well. Well, there's... <laughs> He's in some things. Blossom was very famous in like the early 90s and he was, I can't remember, was he the brother or the love interest? He was in that and he had big hair and it was a, it was a thing. You'd recognise him. He is also in Hallmark movies with Melissa Joan Hart and a lot of things. Here's like the here's the first Lawrence brother, and then you've got the middle brother, which is Matthew Lawrence, and then he was in loads of things in his own right as well. He was also in things like um have you seen that Rob Schneider movie? Hot chick. No. Maybe. That sounds vaguely familiar. He was in he was in that. He's in okay. he's in loads of things. And then they've got the youngest Lawrence brother, who's a- Andrew Lawrence. Did you ever watch the cartoon Recess? Yes. Okay, he is the voice of the main kid. TJ, is it? Yeah, like the little short, little bit stocky kind of kid. Yeah, he's the voice... He wears the flannel shirt, doesn't he? Yes. He's the voice of him, but he's also in loads of, like, Disney, like, TV movies and Mm -hmm. loads of other stuff. And then now, and throughout time, they do movies, all three of them, together like hallmark type movies so they're like way more famous in america than they are here but they're a thing that absolutely gone the opposite way to the adult industry by doing hallmark instead <laughs> right well that, that in fact because that, that's very like we've very we all respect it like that's very respectable there's no swearing or anything like There'd be no even hint of referencing a penis in one of those movies. No, no. They're very clean cut. And I think Matthew Lawrence, who's our guy in Boy Meets World, he's married to, you know, in America, they their version of Strictly is Dancing with the Stars. And mm-hmm. he's married to, like, one of the dancers on that. And I think she's famous. And they did... Just being beautiful together. Right. And they did a... 
um, a sitcom before he was in Boy Meets World called Brotherly Love, which had all three of the Lawrences in it. I'll send you a uh, and and Joey Lawrence sang the theme tune. I'll send you the YouTube okay. of that so you can just see. Yes, the... just send me the little theme tune. I apps because I hate the not being able to Google thing. I hate it. I'll send you that. But and finally, what I'll just add is that, and it, this was revealed on Podmeets World, is that in real life, I'm not sure if it's happened yet or maybe it happens a bit later, but. Matthew Lawrence, so Jack and Danielle Fischel, Topanga, in real life, dated for like a year while filming. Okay, I can see that. They're both beautiful people. Yes. I can see that. I mean, we all want her to be scoring in real life, but, you know. Yes. Okay. So, okay, so what do you think about um, Eric's, you know, in college and his sort of bromance that's starting to blossom with Jack I mean he's still brilliant because it's Eric and there's like some of the some of the funniest moments are still him and he's still ridiculously stupid but lovable but there's there's not enough Eric this season last season was very Eric heavy this season not so much okay so we need more Eric we need more Eric. And I get, uh, maybe next year they're moving on to college. I don't know. Maybe that will help bring Eric into it. I don't know. It won't be the same with less Eric. Okay. Well, what about... Let's move on over to... Well, let's, let's go to Sean, actually, first. Sean mm-hmm. has the whole handbag thing. He pick, He finds the handbag... He's is in love with the girl in the handbag, and with the, the op with the classical music and the Van Damme movies and all of this sort of stuff. Um, but he has a two week rule, and he finds out that it's Angela, and he's like in love with Angela, and she's brought in. And how did you find about? How did you enjoy that? And what about Angela's introduction? How did you feel about it? The handbag thing was funny because it's not necessarily things that you think Sean would be interested in. The Van Damme, I can see that. Big deal at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible films, but it was a big deal. Um, but the classical and the book of sonnets are not necessarily things that you'd think, Sean's into that, that'll really get him interested. But he'd, I guess, pictured this, that maybe that's what he pictures that the most wonderful women are like that they like Shakespeare and they like romantic music and that's like my perfect woman, but she also doesn't mind watching a Van Damme. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the twist, obviously, where it's the handbag, it's Angela's stuff in someone else's handbag and so that works out all right. Um, I really like Angela. I think she's cool. I liked her. They'd already gone out for their two weeks, hadn't they? And so he was breaking up with her and you could tell they were both reluctant. Like they actually kind of liked each other. And there was a conversation about, well, why don't you just stick with this one? Um, So I was glad when it was her. I kind of thought it's going to be Angela is coming. And then the other girl turned up and then, yes, I was right. It's Angela. I like her. And there's something, it's kind of like a, a infamous point about Boy Meets World is that Trina McGee, who plays Angela, was like 10 years older than everyone else in real life. Like a Quentin from 
One Tree Hill. Right, yes. Uh, I'm, guy, I'm actually just going to... The guy that played it, because I remember that was the thing, like they wouldn't even tell the viewers how old he was because he was so much older that it would just ruin what was happening in the TV show. Well, let's see. She was born in 1969, so that means now she's 53, right? Oh, that's maths I can't do. I'm just going to say, yes, that's... I trust you. 70. Yeah, I mean, she's 53 now. And she is in Boy Meets World in 97. Uh, oh, I can't do the maths. Wait. Google how old the others are. Google how old Corey is and then you'll know, like... <laughs> Wait. If anyone good at maths would like to work that out for us and Some let us know. Some people are just obviously shouting here. I mean, look, we're, yeah. we're, we're not good here. You didn't go to university and my mum did my uni work. You know, we're not... <laughs> I could have gone to university, Simon. I had potential, okay? I did. My posh friend's mum always said I'd wasted my potential by not going to university, but maths was not my thing. Two, two Fridlers wanted you to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was oh, all okay. my. Her, her mum was Gail, so really it's two Fridge Gail. That doesn't have such a good ring to it, though. All right. I mean, Lizzie also benefited from the two Fridges. <laughs> Um, yes, I liked Angela, and I liked, I liked her with Sean. It was a, quite a rogue choice for him because it was someone she's very sensible and grounded. Maybe even more so than Topanga. Yes. Um, so it was surprising, but maybe that's what Sean needs because I can't imagine what he'd be doing otherwise. Bless him. Right. Well, all right. It says here that she. Uh, Trina McGee landed her role on Boy Meets World when she was 28. Wow, yeah. So she's playing like 10 years younger. Yeah, which makes sense if she's now 52. So that's, what, 24 years ago. Again? Yeah, I'll that makes agree. sense. I'll nod and agree and not know at all. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god we'll, we'll get this is more embarrassing than anything else we've said <laughs> this exchange here and our crap maths is more embarrassing than any other than the shit in the glass story any of it i uh my parents made me take an evening class to try and uh get my gcse maths and i, oh, I oh, my, just my parents it. just yeah my parents just let me fail and then had to reset it <laughs> i got a U. You is so bad that they can't. There's not even enough marks to grade. <laughs> They're like you didn't even write any numbers down. <laughs> That's where I was at. I had I had to get nineteen percent of it right to get a C grade, like a pass. Oh. So I got less than nineteen percent of it right. The gutting thing is, when I came out, I thought that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Actually, he came out and like I did it, killed it. I remember getting my envelope, going behind like the office hut, and ringing my mum like, "Mum, I failed my maths." <laughs> So I had to redo that. But you did it. Scrape to see the second time. Scrape to see the second time. Yeah, there you go. On the easier paper. Doesn't matter how you get there. It matters Doesn't is that matter. you got Just there. need that. Just need that for my job interview. Mm-hmm. And so you'll let me go to sixth form. That's all I need it for. Mm-hmm. Which is trash when you think about it, isn't it? That's like absolute trash. We can talk about yeah. that another time. We'll talk about that on the we'll sixteen episode. Of course we will. That'll be age sixteen. We'll cover that if you want to tune in. <laughs> uh okay so 
so you're there was kind of a slow burn with Angela as well actually for a while in terms of that was some continuity of Sean is actually chasing a single person rather than it being him going from one girl to the next and then it was kind of heartbreaking when he, the girlfriends of Christmas past come back and lock him up in like the barn or wherever they were that's another wild episode isn't it like what happened here like this is just becoming and obviously it was um what do you call it from One Tree Hill? I named Taylor. It was Taylor again. Taylor, yeah. And the other girl that's recognisable, what I don't know where from and I can't Google. Alex Mack. Alex Mack wears a hat. Yeah. No hat. So it was the pair of them and some other girl in a basement or something. Was it cable ties or handcuffs? Handcuffs, And I was just like, this is... And I understood to start with, and they were sort of being the friends that were a bit like, mm, are you sure this guy's going to let you down? Like, I kind of get it. You're a little bit bitter. He dated you for two weeks. You thought he was really fit. He's now going out with someone else in the year group. Some gossip, it happens. The gossip happens. But the tying him up, that's Cornish pixie level of too far. That's Wicker Man. Isn't it? That's like they're about to burn you to get a good harvest for the next year. Oh, <laughs> Like, it's just, it was just a bit much. There's a famous one on the side of the motorway. Of I think he's called the Willow Man. Okay. And he was like a sculptor made him. He's like, like, as taller than a house. Like, he's big. And so when you're on the M5, between Taunton and somewhere, um, he's there on the side and it's exciting. But he costs a lot of money to keep him going. And they've kind of let the grass grow really long around him. And now he's just got bits of his body missing and it's just the steel structure underneath. It's sad. It's like a landmark. It's like when you were little, you'd be like, oh, we're coming up to the... Like I do it with the kids now. Like I say, we're coming up to the Wicker Man. Like look out... You know, like when someone puts a dinosaur at the side of the road yeah. and you look out for it. Do yeah. you have that up there? Yeah. It was like this, but like a proper... An artist made this. And they're just letting him go to shit. We've got a camel near us. Wait. Some plastic dinosaurs. Wait. I just love that you had to check. Do you, do you have the dinosaurs there? It's like you're living 65 <laughs> million years ago in the past with dinosaurs on the side of the no, road. No, but I am, I am a country bumpkin down here. And I didn't know if up in your streets paved with gold land, you had <laughs> such a thing as people putting random shop decorations or whatever at the mm-hmm. side of the road it's nothing but two fridges up here when you get to a certain point <laughs> if you don't if you have one fridge it's really frowned upon really that frowned. works actually because my friend moved down from like newbury okay near reading yeah. like so that that checks out what did she have two fridges and now she only has one no, that's the two fridge. She bought the two... Um, she must have moved the two fridges with her. <laughs> well, when you get two fridges, you can't go backwards. You just have to bring them. You can't. Where will the Coke go otherwise? Yeah. yeah it's sadder the reason why we have our second fridge. Originally, I bought it just to put Luna's food in it so we could have separate mm-hmm. food when she was on a raw diet. And then yeah. she wasn't anymore. And I was like, cool, second fridge. So... <laughs> Okay, I can yeah, I can understand that because like there's something about raw dog food that's just a bit because it's like it's not nice bits of meat. It's like, I mean, it's nice meat, but I don't need to open my fridge and just get a waft of like whatever they've made into like what's supposed to look like pate, but it's just livers. Yeah, it stinks, doesn't it? Like once yeah. it's defrosted and you've given hot, like my sister's dogs are raw fed, and I'm just like what? Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so now you've got the luxury of two fridges and you keep all sorts of beverages out there. Things yeah. that you buy for events and then don't use, you can just put in your two second fridge. Exactly, exactly. I've got a second freezer in the shed. I don't think that's as posh, is it? I think a chest people, freezer. I think people are listening are saying, is this a two fridge podcast or a Boy Meets World <laughs> podcast? I'm going to label this as two fridges. <laughs> you've got a freezer, what did you say, in the garden? In the shed. In the shed. Not even. Do you mean? I haven't got a garage. I live in a terraced house. But you have so a shed. We can't. We don't all live like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You have electricity in your shed. It's a. It's a proper. My one of the things my husband insisted on putting in our garden was like a proper big shed. Yeah, that's. We're doing a lot of DIY ourselves, so we do need like. He's got a lot of bikes. Wait, He's got his pe- tools pe- out the there. Pedal bikes or like motorbikes? Pedal bikes. Okay. That's, he's a rock and roll kind of guy. Um, no, that's cool. I, got don't, set- I don't like motorbikes. I like pedal I bikes are good. I like any bikes. They, are they hurt? You're funny. I don't like any bikes. <laughs> My mum, <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to go on bike rides every like once a year, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, dad would have to come out and get the puncher kits because they're all the tires of deflated all flat where you just haven't ridden them yet and um, my mum one time just had enough of the uncomfortable bike seat and got a cushion from with like a, a sofa cushion and just wrapped it around the seat and just tied it with like rope just to like <laughs> try and make it even that doesn't help in lockdown I can be like, God, I'm not getting out walking and things like my husband's got like an exercise bike thing but you attach it to your bike it lifts the wheel off the ground, but you can use it indoors, right? So we oh, bought it in. I was clever. like, I'll do this. I'll watch. We were watching Tiger King, as was the world. Yeah. So I thought, I'll cycle for a whole, like, 40-minute episode of Tiger King. Like, I could do that. Like, I walk everywhere. My legs won't get tired. My legs were fine. My legs weren't the problem. My pubic bone, however, <laughs> I thought, this is not... And I was sat on, like, cushions off the sofa. <laughs> like, it just it doesn't make any difference. I don't know why people enjoy it. No. But anyway, they're out there with my second freezer, which is less classy, I think, having a freezer like out in the garage or whatever in it. It's not quite the same. What's in there? Because you can't put champagne in it, can you? Um, it's mostly things that I bought because they were on offer. So I bought like the two and then I'll put it in the outside freezer and forget about it. And then it's too, it's got freezer burn. Um, a tub of like vanilla ice cream yeah. for making milkshakes uh-huh. and fruit. Okay. Like pick from the garden or whatever, like foraged fruit. Like for smoothies and stuff. Yeah, smoothies, crumbles, that kind of thing. Crumble, crumble. Yeah, crumble, crumble. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't watched that. I'm going to have to watch that again now. I haven't seen that in a long time. Crumble, oh, crumble. You got the reference. Excellent. Yeah. That's a very British thing. Very British thing, but is a must watch. It's Friday night dinner, if people are wondering, if anyone, I don't know if, I think it's on Netflix, actually, isn't it? Maybe. Oh, I watched it on Channel 4. On, like, the 4 oh, okay. player. I'd I... better if it was on Netflix, because the ads, otherwise. Right. But that's very that's just very well-written British comedy. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, okay. So, <laughs> um... I don't... Where were we even? Let's talk about... Let's talk about the main event <laughs> sure. here, about Corey and Topanga... There's a whole thing about Corey 
about them being kind of like old before their time. They're like a 90-year-old couple. They go to the same restaurant all the time and becoming mm-hmm. a bit predictable. And then out of nowhere, some of the most infamous Boy Meets World episodes is when they go on that ski trip and Corey hurts his uh, ankle and it, I think it's the moment that he decides to stay to talk with Lauren where it's like, you know, the eyes widen as an audience member. I mean, what would what were you thinking going into that? Did you think that this was the direction it was going in? I thought it would be an important episode because a school trip episode away from the normal settings stuff happens i'm coming off the back of dawson's creek ski trip oh of course sex happens on that ski trip people haven't watched it (laughs) yeah so i thought maybe that would be this episode for topanga and Corey. yes i thought maybe that's going to be a thing um and then obviously hurt himself and i thought you know comedy hijinks this is funny of course he's hurt himself like for crying out loud Corey. um and then but do you know do you know it's shocking because obviously we're very much set on Corey and Topanga being together forever now there might be some but there we all want them to be end game and we you know and we'd already had the season before Corey's temptation they went away didn't they and stayed with the college girls and mm-hmm. the roommate was well, really coming on way too strong mm-hmm. um and that he didn't go for that but I so but I think what's important about this is that this wasn't a sex thing that he actually just found a connection with somebody. Mm. And I think that's much more relatable because people don't generally throw themselves at you for sex when mm. you're like a 17-year-old boy on a school trip, mm-hmm. at least not in my world. In their minds, but, in their in their fantasies, that's what's happening. But in reality, that is not yeah. happening. Yes. I mean, there may well... I don't know whether any people from school had sex on school trips. I imagine someone, if, someone might have, but in my vicinity... <laughs> That wasn't happening on any school trips. Yeah. Um, so this is much more believable and relatable that actually he found someone he really liked talking to and she was pretty and there was like a connection there. Like if, if that's what that kind of happens, doesn't it? And you know, like did you ever have nights when you were young where you just stayed up talking with someone all night? Yeah, we've, and it's not necessarily we've burning things under lamps. We've been over this. I don't... Of course. <laughs> no, of course. yes, high, I know I know high on toxic fumes. <laughs> I know what you mean, yes. Yeah, and it's not necessarily someone that you fancy. Like, it could be someone of a sex that you're not attracted to or you're just a really good friend, but you have nights when you're young where you just stay all night talking Mm -hmm. and they're really special nights. Mm -hmm. Like... Well, it's basically basically what what we do here. Like, as in, there's last episode, we were on till, like, two in the morning, if not later, right? So it's like... Yeah. You can sometimes... you can click with people and you can just talk about nonsense and it doesn't feel like that. It feels fun, but it's not, there's, it's not a, uh, it's a plutonic, it's a friendship, you know? Yeah. But also, but, you know, but it also could be like in his case and their case, there was a romantic element to it. And that was yeah. where the issues were coming in. But can I just yeah. ask you, did you recognize her, the actress? Yes. Who is she? She looks a bit like um, Elliot Page, but I know it's not. No, well, have you very se- familiar? Have you seen the show Dead to Me with Christina Applegate? <gasps> oh my god, it's her! It's her. That yeah. sh- that's really good. That show. Yeah, really good. 
It's her, oh yeah. My, not, yes. Chris, not Christina Applegate, the other one. No, the uh, the brunette. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <gasps> oh, okay, of course it is. And she's she been in, exactly the she's same. She's been in loads of things. She was really great in it. She was a she, and it it worked even more because she was a very compelling character. We didn't hate her, did we? No, I thought she was fun, and I liked her the way she talked about the sky and. The love, loving living in the mountains and she was kind of being funny with him and looking after him and she wasn't framed as this like sexual predator like mm-hmm. some of the other girls have been in storylines with Corey and you're a bit like ooh she was just a nice I mean there's a moment where she kind of says oh you know I wouldn't encro- I know you've got something going on I wouldn't encroach on it and then she kisses him and you're a bit like oh you've ruined it now we liked you till here um but yeah, it's much more relatable. He's not old enough to understand that you can have a connection with someone and talk all night. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're supposed to be with that person. Mm-hmm. That that's a romantic something. And like I, he hasn't got the emotional maturity to get that, I don't think. No, and I think also he he was enjoying the attention and I don't know, I guess he hadn't, uh, uh, we've seen him have a couple dates here and there or in season two when they're doing whatever, but he's older now and he hasn't experienced other people. And like what, uh, like his parents were like happy for him to go out with Lauren when she turns up in, in Philly, doesn't she? And, as you do. But as his parents are like, well, you should explore it because you are only like 15, 16. It's heartbreaking for us as the audience because we, like you said, want him to be with Topanga as endgame. But what I really liked was when he's trying to win her back, eventually at the beginning, he I don't think he's really computed and processed it, but eventually he's saying that was actually important that this happened because it taught me or showed me that how much I do love you, how much I do care for you, and now I know that forever. And that's what Topanga basically does with the art-loving one-episode guy. Yeah. Who I also recognised. Yeah, I don't know who place. don't know who he is, but he, no. I found him more frustrating than the mountain oh, girl. Because no one's like that. You're supposed to be a young man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you, no, you, no one's like that. He just wasn't realistic, and he, you knew he was only there for that one little bit anyway, didn't you? So you weren't invested. Um, yes, and they, they'd got very comfortable. That's why we'd had lots of jokes about, oh my god, we sound like your parents, or we're like ninety years old, and we've got this set routine that we do all the time. And relationships can get a bit like that when you get into the daily grind of things and you're like oh my god we're getting up and we're taking care of the kid and we're going to work and it's like life can get a little bit like that but when you so i I, you can understand and he hasn't had the experience of dating anyone else so he hasn't had moments where he's been like thank fuck for you like i really needed you like i I love you so much whereas when you're older and you're going through all these life experiences you have lots of moments that reaffirm that 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 you've chosen the right person and that you are still in love with that person they're the person for you mm-hmm. and he hasn't had to have any moments exactly like that yet yeah so this was just one of those moments i can understand how topanga found that really hurtful well and you know, when she kind of said 
you know, you can tell her heart's breaking. Like the guy she is in love with has kissed someone else, and now he like he actually did like her enough that now he's gone on a date with her. Like I can understand her heartbreak. Yeah, totally. And I think it actually though is made so much more worse because he lies. He has the opportunity yes. to just tell her when he's letting it all out. And if he had told her then, yes, it would have still been difficult and horrible to hear and all the rest of it. But Lisey would have been honest and she would have had it all. It's because he was deceitful with it. Yeah. And to find that letter, like, mm. that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? That's, I guess, the modern equivalent is finding text messages, mm-hmm. isn't it? Or some sort of WhatsApp yeah. something. Um, but back then, you did get the occasional letter from a suitor. <laughs> um, so I might find them with my diaries. Yes. I won't read them out loud because they're from other people. But... Um, yeah, so the, yeah, it's that he lied about it. And of course his mate's going to be like, oh my God, don't tell her, it'll be awful. Because of course if you tell her, it will be awful. Mm-hmm. But it's less awful than her finding a letter that dropped out of your bag and having to read how this other person felt about you and find out that you'd kissed. Whereas if you'd said, she leant forward and kissed me and I probably, I didn't push her away like I should have. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it doesn't make him any less complicit. Like he was complicit in the kiss. But at least it wouldn't be... I'm guessing reading the letter, it was all... I mean, we don't know, do we? But it was probably all, I loved our connection. I've never felt this about anyone staying up all night with you. And I love that we got to say goodbye with a kiss. Like, suddenly that's... She's created a whole romance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's also like he... And this is like a a teenage thing, really. But it's also not... Like, he He's not going to be able to explain his feelings to Topanga. Like, he's not going to be able to clearly say... Well, I, you know, we had this connection. It was interesting. It's not that it was. In, I'm now in any less interested in you, but I was confused by that. Well, I guess he did kind of say these things, but yeah, it. I think they played it out well in the show. Like it was good to see, and I think it felt kind of realistic. Like he said to a certain degree, more so than some of the one tree hill stuff, like, which is meant oh. to be taken more seriously. This was a lot more relatable, I think. Yeah. Because the one tree hill stuff is made racy and sexy, isn't it? And cool. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not real teenage life. Whereas this, this is very close to teenage life. Like you spend all night chatting with someone at a house party. I mean, I wasn't in a relationship, so there probably would have been no cheating. But there might have been a kiss. They might have decided they fancied you and re- wrote you a letter to tell you about it. Like, that's realistic, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Like, that. growing up in that time, it was like, it was notes and staying up all night chatting with someone and, I don't know, sharing a sleeping bag on a hay bale. <laughs> by the wicker man, by the motorway. It was by an A-road. There was no wicker man. <laughs> we weren't in love with each other but we did ha- stay up all night talking but yeah so you ha- you do have those little you know and you look back on them always like really fondly mm-hmm. um so much more realistic than like we're doing dare night and you're gonna wear girls clothes and take them <laughs> off and then we're gonna stay in a motel because we can't get to my dad no one stays in a motel on the way anywhere mm-hmm. at 15 or 16 who's got the money for that no one he also had money to go hit up the vending machines as well it's a whole <sighs> and get that tattoo like yeah. where's this cat you know yeah it's a completely anyway this is one we love Hill it. related people are like cory got a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's a wild we love it because it is but the, it's more similar to Dawson's Creek isn't it the One Tree Hill Dawson's Creek mm-hmm. is the slower more believable grounded show right yeah and Boy Meets World is a bit like that but with some thrown in comedy hijinks yeah it's the family stuff. version of it this which, is Disney uh, which version I think is, yeah and I think that's what we got less of this time we had more silly episodes like the witches and the going away to war and locked in a shed or a basement or like a little bit and less just we're hanging out and we're really funny yeah it was either like super serious like those episodes what super serious boy meets world version of super serious or very wacky and what i will prefix this with for you tessa is there is some wackiness coming like you know how in like in friends you're a fan of friends as well right is that if you were to watch an episode from season one and then watch an episode Mm -hmm. from season 10 friends is consistently good the whole way through i don't think there's a single poor episode of friends i'm sure everyone would agree but however well not a but just a however the characters become bigger and bigger caricatures of themselves as time goes on. So if you look at Joey in season one to Joey in season 10, he is nowhere mm-hmm. near as stupid as he is in season 10. Like in season 10, yes. he could might as well just be eating like, uh, like wood and glue and things. <laughs> like he's just all over the place. In season one, he's like an <gasps> actor and he's trying to do things. And, and Monica's sort of like uh you know crazy cleaning and all these kind of things are being so anal it's all because as the show goes on they have to get larger and larger and larger because there's nowhere else to go for it and that happens yeah. in boy meets world as well the characters become a bit wackier i still love it and i'm not it's not to take away but i'm just warning you because if you know it might not be as much of a shock i guess if you're watching it like an episode came out each week the progression is much slower and maybe you'll ease into that a bit more when you're watching like a hundred what am i on like 113 episodes in like four or five weeks like that suddenly it's gone from this really cute what seems like five minutes ago this cute show about young kids in the family to just suddenly like a witch's coven and you want you want to sacrifice Jack, like I, mm-hmm. I don't understand, mm-hmm. and it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Well, and like yeah. they had, we had the scream episode in this one. That was all right, actually. I, I didn't mind that. I liked it. I, I thought, and this obviously came out around the time of the first scream movie as well, which obviously was huge. So, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt is she in one of those move like? horror movies uh i think she i believe is she in i know what you did last summer i think she might be but that's not the reason she was in it the reason that she was in it is because she was dating will friedel eric in real life okay oh i thought she was in it because isn't this funny because she's actually in a horror film well i think it might have been like had it come out by then I don't maybe maybe I think it was more it probably it might have been both of them reasons but I think it was more that she was dating him and then they were in a movie together called Trojan mm-hmm. War which is I love it I I will I have to do we'll have to do like a live watch along with it at some point if you're interested but he it's them together and the whole thing is he wants he 
she wants to sleep with him. He's going to tutor her in school. Mm-hmm. And she's like the popular girl and he's just kind of like a nobody. And then all of a sudden she's like, okay, let's sleep together. I'm butchering it. But he doesn't have a condom. And uh, the Trojan is like a condom brand in America. Yeah. And so his whole thing is he goes out desperately trying to find a condom, but he's getting in all kinds of mischief, like in like it's like a whole like a Harold and Kumar adventure to try and find this condom. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like really top notch. They probably won Oscars for that. It's a TV movie for sure. Yeah. But uh, and then later. In a different movie. That's funny because that could be Eric. Right. It's not far off. And then there's also Will Friedle and Matthew Lawrence. So Jack, they also did a movie together after Boy Meets World called H.E. Double Hockey Sticks, which is crazy. And I'd love to cover it. No, I'm sure nobody listening has ever seen it. Or if they have, please message me because I'd love to talk about it. But we should watch it. I've got it on my hard drive. This sounds like a Mighty 90s episode waiting to happen, some of these trash movies, doesn't it? The only problem is is no one would be able to watch them because they're not available anywhere to be able... Mm. Dom would know where. I mean, Dom could... He'll find. They'd have to be a, you'd have to do a live watch along first because yeah, we'll record the watch along. We're basically we're basically creating our own website, aren't we? <laughs> With these archives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, can I just say this other thing about the Corey situation? I yeah. think that with the Corey and Lauren thing, it's that he, like, it's oh thunder! It's that he went over the line, like as mm-hmm. in like with staying up all night and kind of the thinking about it: is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Even if he had got the letter, but the kiss hadn't have happened. Like, these things, like, Topanga forgave him in the moment when she thought that that's what it was, that, you know, okay, you stayed up all night, you had a connection, you were interested in seeing what was going to happen, but nothing did happen. Okay, I can forgive that. You know, there was, we've been together for a long time and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the fact that he went over the line and then it's the fact that he was deceitful to her about it. Yeah. I knew in that moment as well, they were in, is it called Chubbies? Have I made that up? Yeah, Chubbies. Chubbies? Yeah. yeah. So they're in Chubbies and I knew she was going to turn up. I was like, this is so obvious that they're hanging out there. They're talking about Topanga arriving. It can't get any worse. Oh my God, there she is. Yep. So, I mean, that doesn't help. No. If she just stayed mountain girl, never going to see her again. Or maybe even the kiss might have been forgiven. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. And then I don't think it made it any better that he went on the date with her. No. Like if he had just been like, because... made his mind up before that, like, no, this is, I'm not interested. This was a mistake, etc., yeah. etc. Et but no, it's like, so, yeah, let's go. Let's see what Topanga happens. was waiting for him to say, like, why on earth would I want to go on a date with anyone else? Mm-hmm. I'm completely in love with you. Like, there's no, and then he went, like, and we didn't get to see just to pang her at home in her bedroom sobbing about that. Because mm-hmm. that's what she that's what she would have done the whole time, would have just been at home crying about it. Like, why am I not why am I not enough for him that he feels like he's got to go out with someone else? With her perfect hair. Oh my god. And then she took him back anyway. I, so far I have 
so far I haven't judged her for like for giving his little silly little things he does and it's all right Corey I know you've learned your lesson Mr Feeney talked you through it like we'll be fine <laughs> but for this I was a bit like oh fucking sack him off but a bit but did because, you feel because like that eventually like when they got to the end the reconciliation part of you is desperate for it to happen because you want them to end up together and the way that they reconcile is actually lovely like the scene the sat on the what they're calling monkey bars but it's clearly a climbing frame yeah when they're sat on top of the climbing frame like that's that, and that's a lovely scene i want a fan of the museum starry night like that was just a bit what's happening here but the actual reconciliation was lovely but part of me wanted to part of me thinks it's not topanga's job to teach him stuff or wait while he figures shit out. Mm. And I think quite often that's women's role. Mm. That we're supposed to be... And quite often girls are taught like, um, oh, you just mature faster. You kind of got to wait for the guys to catch up. How about the guys just fucking catch up and we do no waiting around at all? <laughs> like you're actually taught that to excuse their shitty behaviour. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, girl... And it's true... Girls generally emotionally mature before guys do. It, it, it's a science thing, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we excuse their shitty behaviour or we wait for them to catch up. And I haven't felt like this before, but now it's starting to feel a little bit like Topanga's always kind of being really patient with him mm. while he learns stuff. Yeah. Like, she shouldn't have to do that. Well, she's never made an error, has she? There's not anything really where she's been apologising to Corey about anything. That w- is-, is that because women are perfect? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> Maybe. Well, they were talking no, about this it- about on the podcast today on Pod Meets World that the whole writers' room was male, and yeah. uh, the showrunner is obviously male, and so it's, it's from like a male perspective. So if it's skewed and is sexist. It's not surprising. That doesn't mean it's right, and I don't agree with it, but it's not surprising. But that would have just been, like, what I've said then would have been way too woke for the 90s. Like, no one had even considered that perhaps it's not women's job to teach men how to get along in relationships and things. Like, and it's just, that's just how it was on TV. It was always, oh, the guy fucks up, but, oh, the girl, it's all right, you've learnt your lesson, we'll reconcile. But I've not felt that until now. You talking about the writer's room has just reminded me of the episode where Eric goes to Hollywood. Oh, God. Yeah. That's another, like, what is this episode? And you've tried to, like... I, I get what they were trying to do. Like, oh, isn't this funny that you've actually turned up? Like, I wrote down the name of the show because it was absolutely hilarious. Kid Gets Acquired to the Universe is the name of the show instead of Boy Meets World. Like, that's quite funny. I like right, that Mr. Sorry, Feeney took you, him. Can you hear this? Have you got really bad thunder? Like, as in it's like, it's like Armageddon's just happening outside. Can I just close my I window? Ca- I can't I'm hear like... it through here, but we had that earlier. Okay, wait, well, hang on you, one that, second. You... Okay, you shut the window. But uh, this is the thunder that we had earlier. It was, I, t- I mean, you're not on Twitter, but I tweeted about it. So it's just travelled here. That's, that's, that's... Well, I mean, it might be, di- it might be different, but... Time difference. Uh, if you got... The rain with it as well. Uh, it was mm-hmm. like Noah's Ark for a minute. Yeah, that's great. It was good for the hedges. Oh, like that. It's Luna all right with the thunder and lightning? She, I think she's gone up to go and uh, hide under our bed. She usually does. Oh, but uh, she right. jumped on the bed this morning and um, 
She's not supposed to be on the bed. But, you know, she did it. It's fine. One of them things. And then as I was making the bed after I had a shower, there was just a perfect imprint of her bum. Her pooey bum. <laughs> just a perfect poo print of like the outline of her little Fucking batty chocolate there. starfish left behind. <laughs> F hasn't seen our it cats. yet. So that is funny. Our cats are bad if they go out in the garden, they don't bring in shit yet. Like, I mean, they could, but they haven't. But it's like perfect paw prints on the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you just walk through the wet and mud and then just stomped it all over. Thanks for that. But I've not had like a chocolate starfish on the bed moment. It's not her fault, is it? What can she do? They don't lick their ass like a cat does, do they? No, Dogs, which I'm grateful because she licks my face. So it's uh... Yeah, cats don't lick your face though. So at least they show you that. <laughs> kindness yeah. well, i mean my cats don't maybe next time she comes in i'll just grab a piece of kitchen roll just dab her off just you get, know i have had to wipe a cat sometimes i'm like it's they're long haired it's all over like you're never gonna get this before you sit down I'm... oh my god this we've really this is the standard here is <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so the hollywood episode is a bit it's so it's a bit stupid, but then the table of, like, writers is the kids. That bit's funny. Yeah, and it was funny seeing, you know, they're being the versions of themselves, you know, and uh, like at the end and referring and, like, Ryder, Ryder, Sean, who's played by Ryder Strong, is, like, being all sensitive and whatever because I think yeah. that's there in real life. He's quite sensitive and thoughtful and these kind of in you know into poetry and these kind of things so they're kind of just like doing uh what's the word exaggerated versions of themselves so yeah they're having more fun with it I yeah guess. but not always hitting the mark perhaps yeah but not necessarily always hitting it that's true but we're, to, just to finish off on this Corey lauren thing do you think that um would you feel the same way about you know, Topanga putting up with him and all this, all this sort of stuff. If he, because like you said, they've always been little things, little things. This is like the first real big one. Yeah. If they hadn't kissed, and that, and he hadn't lied about it, would this have would this have coloured it differently for you? Like, would it have still remained like more of a smaller thing? Is it more the kiss and the lying about it? I don't think Topanga would have been pissed off about it. She's, a, Did, she's like, quite understanding. Well, yeah, and she would have just been like, oh, so you stayed up talking all night with someone. I'd, if he'd said, oh, I've got a connection, I think I might fancy her, then I'd be like, oh, that's too far now. Do you know? It's more that if Topanga's upset about it, she should just be allowed to stay upset about it and she mm. doesn't necessarily have to forgive you or wait for you to learn the lesson that you should have learned before she feels like she could take you back. And in the end, it worked out okay because she realised that actually she just loved him and she just wanted to be with him mm. and she knew that he was really incredibly sorry. And and you but can make ju- mistakes in life, you know, these... You can. And you, can, you have to believe that people can learn and evolve from them, otherwise what are we doing? You know, no one's ever going to improve. Um, I think it's, it's difficult because she's so infallible. Infallible. 
Yes. Right? Yeah, that's the one. Sometimes you always do it on words of L's and sometimes you you are getting it right, but I think the fear of getting it wrong makes you do it silly just in case, doesn't it? I always do that if I feel like I've messed it up, if I've uh, mm-hmm. if I've thrown up an ex- extra syllable in there. <laughs> but it is, is that what it is? Is it L's? Is that what's messing me up? Yeah, I think most of the words you do it on, it's always a little word. Mm, interesting. Speech therapist required <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um, um yeah it was because she's kind of if we'd seen topanga messing up a little bit here and there it would feel a little bit more even it's like like you yeah. said she's having to put up with it from him the whole time it'd be nice to see her mess up a little bit yeah you're right you're right and it, and it's not realistic that she is perfect or not ever making mistakes or not ever tempted or like screwing up that's not realistic even if she's not screwing up in relationship ways she doesn't screw up about anything at all does she yeah like and i get some people you know school she finds it a breeze she works hard like but she doesn't you know it, when you think like her parents have moved away she's living with her aunt like that could have been a thing couldn't it like she could have actually struggled with some like she's but she it's always yeah she doesn't necessarily make mistakes that she then has to apologize for to other people for yeah exactly so it feels very unbalanced i think that's what it is yeah agreed agreed but it's definitely i think it's the lying about it that made it a lot worse if he'd been honest and yeah it's the lying and then going on the date it's the going on the date yeah terrible (sighs) terrible idea but then and when he turns and says to her like but you told me to go like that sounded really genuine where he genuinely didn't cross his mind Mm -hmm. that like he still should have not gone Mm -hmm. that she gave you the option to test you to see what you do and you pick the date yeah exactly agreed yeah um an episode that i did like that i thought was pretty good that had serious tones in it but also was like funny was when Corey pushes alan down with the basketball (gasps) when this yeah and the skydiving what did you think of that one that that was a really interesting episode and i guess i I feel like I can't speak on it or offer too much to say on it because I don't have a father-son relationship. Like, there was a bit that really stood out to me and it's kind of, it's later on in the episode and Alan kind of realises, like, that that Amy says, doesn't she, that it's amazing that your sons can come to you and say to you that they need more from you. So while they love having that we go to the bowling together, we go and go, like, basketball together or whatever it is like but I actually would quite like to chat with you about some stuff sometimes dad or whether it's all we do is chat we never get to do anything fun together like but they can come to him and that's essentially what's important about it and like I don't have a relationship like that with my parents like I wouldn't be able to go to them now and say actually I need I need this from you really like or like so I can't I can't relate to it but I could watch it as like like how lovely that is that they can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, would you have been able to do that with your parents? Like, say, like, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, like my, uh, 
I always had a really good relationship with both of my parents, um, but with my dad, with like sport, and we used to, he would always play, always play football with me and all those kind of things. And uh, like, I think I've spoken to my dad at least maybe every other day or maybe every, at least twice a week on the phone my entire life like since i even when i was at uni in america every week and now i like to speak to him and we'll just talk just he's just about anything like we'll just call and we'll just you just you're right yeah good you what's happening not much yeah okay how's mum? yeah good all right like it just goes on yeah. like that but we'll just talk about and then it will get into more serious things um uh but yeah. So you've so you've got the best you have got the best of both then. Like you could do fun stuff with your dad, but you can also have a little conversation if you need to. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I'm very fortunate. And I've always been aware that I'm fortunate because I have friends that I dads I I mean dads in particular, I think uh it's hard to get a good dad, I think. That sounds Yeah. I might sound crazy or off, but I mean that in terms of I assured that there are bad mothers out there too. I and like I get that, uh, but my experience of seeing like at least from my my friends, their mums have always been there and supportive and present and all the rest of it, and the dads are a lot of like hit or miss and mainly miss. Um, and I've been really lucky that both of my parents have always been there and been very supportive. Um, but particularly noticing my friends' relationships to their dads and being like, oh, they don't play with you and they don't don't spend time with you and they're not, you know, like my whole, my, my dad, even up to when I was a teenager, I would still wrestle and play fight with him and he would like power bomb me on the sofa and stuff. Like, you know, this was, <laughs> and he would do it when my That's friends cute. were there. Like he would pick me up <laughs> with, like a 15 year old and like slam me into the sofa and then just walk off into the kitchen. You know, it was like, and, but I never saw that happen. I never saw any of my friends getting power bombed by their dad, you know? So. Which is upsetting because you never got to be the viewer. Right. That scenario. Yeah. I think we're I think we're coming up from a time when our parents are maybe the first sort of generation where the the gender roles didn't have to be as traditional, but actually mm. a lot of the time they still were. So a lot of the mums were doing the childcare side of things, staying at home, the dads were going out to work. Mm-hmm. We're also part of a culture that's got a lot of like toxic masculinity. So more men kill themselves than women because they don't talk about their feelings. Um, and so our parents before us most definitely wouldn't have. So I think that creates men that don't talk about their problems when they need to. Women that have done the majority of the childcare. So naturally we'd separate who are the children going to stay with because you've had the job for 20 years and I've got no work experience at all, got married at 18. Um so so then the system has been skewed somewhat unfairly towards children living with the mother or the mother having custody if it gets to like a dispute type scenario so i think i mean there's there's lots of factors to it i'm not like a professor in this but 
from my understanding of it, that's what kind of happens. We end up with then men that don't know how to relate to their kids because they haven't had to spend a lot of one-on-one time with them because mm. the women did it all. They just get them on a Saturday afternoon. Like, so it just it kind of falls apart and it falls by the wayside. And then we've got like a, even now we've got a system in custody battles, which is quite often unfairly swayed towards the mother. Like in it, the dad quite often leaves the family home and so it hasn't necessarily got somewhere as stable to live. You don't want to remove children from a home that they've perhaps grown up in. Um, so I think while it's, not it's not fair to say there's more there's a lot of shit dads out there there are a lot of shit dads out there and that Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of the time just because they're a product like when we were young there were a lot of shit dads out there because they were a product of those things right exactly i think some of them obviously were just assholes (laughs) yeah there's always a good you don't get to choose do you yeah there's always a good percentage of that too. I think Yeah, of course. My my mum was uh and still is a teacher and so she when her job was what she would and it was A level, so it's always essay marking and all that sort of stuff. So she'd always have have to bring her work home with her and do all marking at the weekend and lesson planning and all that sort of stuff. And my dad had like a nine to five and when he left work, he left it there. And so when he came home, he more often than not was looking after me and uh, my sister's older. So she was doing her right, looking after herself. And um, so, yeah, so I kind of spent my childhood with my dad being like my best friend and he played Nintendo with me and all those kind of things. And um and I remember my friends would always be like, oh, you've got a really cool dad. Like my dad listened to like Eminem albums with me and things like that. <laughs> Where, um, and I don't think, I think I, I didn't take it for granted, but I don't think I realized how lucky I was. Like now looking back, I see, oh, I was really lucky because not only did I have him, I did also have my mum there as well. But uh, oh, a lot of people either don't have both of their parents or the parent that they do have, if they have one at all, uh, may not necessarily be present or supportive or in the right frame of mind, or like you said, a product of their upbringing. So, yeah. yeah. But I think from what I can see as a parent now, though I'm relatively new to being a parent, uh, it seems like parenting... It seems like parents are a lot better and involved i don't know i guess well i'll find out more when he starts school and i can see other parents more often but what do yeah. you think is you much more experienced than me um i think we've we've moved away from like the really traditional family dynamic haven't we so if you if you're a single parent like that's cool if you've got two dads, that's cool. If you've got two mums, that's cool. Like, the kids don't give a shit, do they? Like, um, So it's not... It's it's more normal to have separated parents that are really happy because hopefully we are moving away from that kind of toxic, stereotyped type thing, although I'm sure there's still a long way to go. Um, but you'll find out when you hit the playground that this takes all types. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no it's good fun it 
I mean, it's, I'm saying it's good fun. I find the playground thing quite difficult. Again, it's the social anxiety. Right. Um, and having, having to make chit-chat. Well, I know how to make the chit-chat, though, now. I'm literally going to say, oh, hi, nice to meet you. How many fridges do you have? That's, I should have led with that. And then I could have stood peacefully on my own the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do school runs anymore. Today, my kid went back to school, but to secondary school. Mm -hmm. So she put her backpack on, walked off down the street on her own. Oh, wow. It's over for you. I'm, I'm done. Like, what else is there to do? Oh, it's homework now, though. But that was like, now I, if I eat cheese, I really will have to be wheeled out, of, like rolled out of my home. Because like, that was my only exercise. I'm going to have to start walking my cat. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned this on the podcast. I saw someone walking a ferret on the lead around here. Mm -hmm. And uh, Luna was going crazy, like wanted to kill it. I think it was just like yeah. I, I maybe trying to do the ferret owner a favour, being like there's something wrong with your dog. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it must, it must have been like... That dog, the RSPCA needs to be called. It's been starved. I need Look to at the malnutrition on that. I need to put it out of its misery. There's something quite weird about keeping what is essentially a wild animal as a pet, but walking it on a lead out and about. Just set it the fuck free. It's a ferret. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not, I know they are, you can have domesticated ones, but I think, I'm pretty sure they do live in the wild, don't they, ferrets? It feels like. I think they're rare, but they're like an otter or a. That kind of they're thing, basically aren't they? an otter on land, but really thin, gangly, and they smell like piss and bite. They fucking just set them free. Like it doesn't want to be out on a lead. I had a house cat once. I inherited a house cat. She was really elderly. She'd never been outside. She used to live in a flat. So I was like, fine. Your sound is gone. I don't know if you can hear. I'm writing because the sound is gone. Yes, you can't fucking hear me, can you? No. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Hang on, I'm just writing it down. Shit all over my story about my fucking cat. It's always when I'm mid it's always when I'm talking. Shit on it. Yeah, go ahead. Shit on it. Go ahead. I could probably get away with using that more often at home now. My kid's eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you've got cool stuff and you're like, I'm waiting till you're old enough so I can incorporate that into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all this cool stuff you want them to watch. Mm-hmm. And then listen to this podcast I made. Like, she's 11, like, well, yeah, her listening to it. I was like, why can I hear Simon's voice? She's got Spotify, but, like, the freebie. We haven't ex expanded our account so she can have a proper account yet, so she gets the freebie with the ads. But I didn't think, oh, I need to put parental control. She listens to some songs of swearing. Like, she knows when she's a grown-up, in appropriate settings, you can use a swear word, but you're not a grown-up. Mm -hmm. So if I catch you swearing, you're in trouble. But how did she? How did she listen to the podcast? Like, was it well, just on, on your thing? It, it must have been on Spotify. She was on her own account. I don't even know what she googled to find it. Ask her to leave a review. Get your priorities you straight. You can't on Spotify. She can give us a five star, and that's it. Well, we'll take that. So I was upstairs, and I just heard your voice, and I was like, "How is this happening?" But was it not an episode? And I realised it was her. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was this. Oh, great! The Boy Meets World. So what does she think you're doing with this? I don't know. I mean, I guess she's young. I guess she knows what a podcast is. They all do, don't they? Like, yeah. It's the modern day radio. Like, um, I don't know if she gets why I'm doing it. She knows I really like telly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know like why you're doing it? 
No, we, we, none of us do. Um, she knows I really like Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill and stuff because I'd like... Oh, I just, no, do you know what I mean? So, But I, I can't... I was like, you can't listen to that because there's stories. Yes. You know? Not yet. She I, she's not quite at an age where I can tell her I'm telling you not to do drugs because I've done them. Right, right, right. Is she at that age yet? Unlikely. Not yet. Fingering stories? Absolutely not. No, but they're good cautionary tales for like when she's like 14, 15. Be like, okay, play this. I'll come back in three hours. I mean, we'll have cautionary tales and things, but not necessarily like because your mum's done it. I don't know if she's ready for that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to her about all sorts of things, but I don't know that she needs to be like, oh my God, my mum's done that. She doesn't need that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll lead her astray. Mm-hmm. Well, in the right way, you'll lead her to, you'll lead her straight by <laughs> showing, by, by, yeah, showing. I hope what that's what know. we're doing. We might be making it sound really fun. <laughs> but That'll you also, shit in the glass. You, sounds great. <laughs> you also have to do. You have to poo in a pint glass, like to know that you've been young. You can't. If you're thirty-five and pooing in a pint glass, there's a problem. If you're 18 been, and yeah. poo in a pint glass, fair game. It's a great night out. I've been thinking about that. Like, I don't want her to not do any of the shit that we shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Because that's... It's character building and it's just a really fucking good time. Yeah. I don't want her, I don't want her to never drink a bitch pop in the park. <laughs> you know, we all start somewhere. You know, I yeah. don't want her to never, like... Like tell her i'm sleeping at a friend's house but really i've gone to an under 18s disco like i don't want to never do any of that stuff yeah you gotta do she some of it co- it's like the um like if i if i could like words that there's like things that you can learn from like like smoking weed for example right everyone's gonna well most people i would assume at some point is gonna have a toke on a spliff right it's gonna happen and but the thing that i wish could have maybe been drilled into me is yeah okay you smoke a bit of weed here and there don't do it every day for five years yes. and just and yeah. that five years just evaporate you know because yeah. you know and and because it turns into waking up and having a joint and the whole day's gone because you've just done nothing you're just in a haze yeah. and i think what weed can do for a lot of people particularly teenagers is it makes you content with doing nothing yes and that that's exactly it it makes you content with doing absolutely fuck all yeah which and you've got nothing to show for it you've got no and i don't even mean monetary i mean like you've got no experiences for it you've got no Mm -hmm. no stories to tell you've just done nothing and you also feel shit as well like it's very it's very like every now and again it's like the one time out of a hundred you would like laugh about something or have a bit of a giggling fit but it's not like the night other 99 times you're just paranoid tired hungry and just want to watch tv on your own in the dark room that is not what a teenager should be doing you should be out living you know getting deported from mexico and those kind of things and that's kind of where camp america was a bit of a saving grace for me because it'd get me away and i wasn't smoking weed i was just living life and being happy so they're they're like the things that when our little guy gets older i'll be like 
yeah, I'm not going to be mad at you at doing it, but don't do it for like continuously. Like don't let it allow you to waste time. Yeah. You know, and notice the signs of when it is becoming you're a habitual user. Now you're not a social using it out with your friends instead of having a beer. Yeah. You, why are you smoking a joint at home on your own at three o'clock in the afternoon? Right. You know, like you need to notice when it starts getting like, oh, you got a little bit anxious because you didn't have much left actually, and you're not going to be able to get to the dealer for two days. Like th- that stuff. Mm-hmm. You like that's when you know you need to nip it in the bud because it does just become you don't want to do anything, and then you get to the stage where like you think, oh, maybe I'll stop, and then you can't fucking sleep because mm-hmm. you you have to have a joint before bed, mm-hmm. and you're still awake at four o'clock in the morning. Like right. it becomes like a. Oh, you're having a joint in your lunch break at work. Yeah. I'm not talking about me, but like, and it just becomes, I'm not talking, I've just realised I've told you when I was a youth worker, I'm not talking about me when I say that. Like it, and then it becomes like, a, now you're risking your job, maybe people's safety, mm-hmm. like the chance of anyone else wanting to pull you. Like it, it does start to, you lose girlfriends because you can't be fucking asked to text them back. You just want to get baked. <laughs> right. I, I, have you know? a, I have a friend that, I mean, I think he used it as a, like a, an excuse for not living, basically, as in Mm. not, as in not living, like he's with us, thankfully, but I mean, like, (laughs) as in not doing anything, like for like what you were saying, he would just sit at home and smoke weed all day and he still lives at home now, 35, um, and he just like... Me and, I mean, I'm not friends with, not because I've cut them off or anything. My friends that I grew up with, we just sort of grew up and grew apart like you normally, you know, naturally do. Yeah. Um, But we all, I assume, for most of us, it was, we smoked weed from when we were like 15 to about 21. And then that was it. And then it was like uni mm. or college or whatever was over and then off into the real world and that's it you know and um i mean for me it was very like the end of because i met ethany my first week of my first job when i was 22 and then that was it <laughs> it's 13 yeah. years later but um but for him he just never stopped no and because it, by and- then is like your world's got small you've almost got no reason to stop then if you've got a job that you can kind of do and get stoned around it, it doesn't really matter. Like, and then you're missing out. Like, I've got friends that carried on smoking for a long time after, mm. like, most people would call it a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just, it can, you've just evaporated, disintegrated years of your life doing nothing. Like, nothing. Yeah. And like you said, particularly people that are, like, smoking on their own. Um, Yeah, so... But yes, I think you got to get tell these stories, but allow people to also live, allow our kids to live their own lives as well. It's like a fine balance, I guess. Yeah, and we're not going to be perfect at it. We'll see. No, no parents are though, are they? Like we absolutely good, but not. We'll do our best. Yes, Alan Ooh. and Amy aren't perfect, but they are having a baby. Right. Was that a good surprise? That was a huge surprise. I said to you, didn't I? I feel like something needs to happen with the parents. And I thought he was going to go the other way and like divorce or whatever. And then preggers. 
and to celebrate they go to a hotel on prom night and there's a little switcheroo situation that's so sitcom i loved it did you like it or did you hate it yes no i quite liked it it wouldn't have been funny without eric being involved in it though if it had just been like the two of them come out they get the room cards mixed they go but it was the eric adding to it yeah yeah that made it even funnier um it was very it was very faulty towers i can't say i've seen a lot of that but i get it well very it's like only horses yes like very kind of movement comedy slapsticky Mm -hmm. the funniest bit is when they confess that they're they're here celebrating because they're you know they're gonna have a baby amy's pregnant or whatever and eric just and he he's excited but he means it just shouts i'm gonna be an uncle like and he genuinely (laughs) like he just and no one really comments on it but i was laughing out loud like that's the funniest bit he's just not got it like fucking hell eric (laughs) yeah what a bull bag (laughs) it's lucky that he's like really good looking isn't it it's like his that's like his saving grace like yeah but it's i'm glad that he's He's not so stupid that you're just irritated by him. They've like, I don't, I don't know whether it's the actor or the writing, but they've got it just perfect. I think so that you're mm-hmm. not because normally overly silly characters, I just get pissed off with because I think you're not funny, you're just irritating. But he's really not like he's perfect. <laughs> Good, yeah, but I that feel bit, that way. I'm gonna be an uncle, and he's so excited. <laughs> and I was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. um, we. Uh... Feeny, Feeny's good this season. He's always good, isn't he? Yes. There's Feeny's good. Imag- there's imaginary Feeny at one point. That's again another weird episode, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's another weird one. Um. Yes, I like Feeny. Maybe not enough Feeny. I don't know. I mean, he was in it plenty, but maybe there wasn't enough hard hitting. I'm Feeny at my bet. Like there was no like. Then watering his plants and then running a and b Feeney. Right. It, and you know? he is retiring and leaving. <gasps> is he, though? No more Feeney. Mm. I mean, well, I will get to that when I get to, like, predictions at the end, but... Can I just There's... note, have you noticed that every time someone walks in to the apartment or to the Matthews house, doesn't matter who it is... They instantly go to the fridge and pull out a fake Coke, like a fake prop Coke. Yes, I have noticed the Coke because I think we like because we're from a background of overanalyzing TV shows and mm-hmm. the product placement in stuff like One Tree Hill is out of this world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I kind of expected the cans. There's a distinctive red can, so I assumed oh, this is Coca Cola. Like this is, and I was like, that it just says Cola on it. Like that's mm-hmm. not Coca Cola. Why is it there so often if it's not a prime placement? It's like roller cola. (laughs) And I I can't remember. Did we already go over this? Did I already ask you this? Would one of your friends back in the day when you were a teenager, would one of your friends be comfortable enough to come into your kitchen and just help themselves to a drink out of your fridge without asking? No. I mean, what would they have had a sip of out of the milk? Once again, it was milk or tap water, and you'd rather not drink the milk because that's expensive. Maybe a drop of squash. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But no, they wouldn't have come over and just like opened a cupboard and taken a packet of crisps. Like it wasn't that. I probably, I mean, I would have come in and done that and been like, does anyone want any crisps? Like I'll hand them out. My mum sat there like counting out her coppers. Feeding the whole fucking street. Um, <laughs> would but you no, have no done one would that? Have... Would you have done that at someone else's house? Is there anyone's house Absolute... you would have felt comfortable with? No. And some of the houses, like, but then I was never, I was never comfortable anywhere, not even in my own home. <laughs> I was just too awkward everywhere I went. Like, parents, I didn't have the Matthews. Like, my, my friend's parents, a lot of them were brilliant. I thought they were great. A couple of them owned a pub. So that was fun, as okay. you can imagine. Um, you know, Gail with the two fridges, they were lovely. They were such a solid family that a mum and a dad look at this lovely middle-class life. But I was just so awkward around parents. Wasn't everyone? I thought everyone was supposed to be, like, really awkward. Mm-hmm. It's more like Kevin and Perry. My name right. is Patterson, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I have this distinct memory of when we had moved to Cornwall, and this was short lived, obviously that we, that we were there. I had a friend that um that stayed over the night because we lived in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. um, is this a shit in the glass friend or another one? No, no, he was a friend from home. Um, oh, okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah, no, this was like Cornish friend, and. I didn't know this, but in the night he must have got up like while I was asleep in the middle of the night and then just gone to the fridge and he helped himself to a can of Tizer. Do you remember Tizer? It's like the red like a can. Busy, yeah. Yeah, it's like a a red version of like Iron Brew sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And my mum in the morning, like when he had gone or whatever, was just like can you tell, like, your fucking friend to not, like, be smashing the, like, fridge door in the middle of the night, you know, with, like, getting cans of Tizer or whatever? Like, more because it, like, woke her up at, like, three in the morning because he's just helping himself to a <laughs> can of fizzy drink in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, that's, that's... I have stayed over at friends' houses and woken up at, like, 1am needing a piss... Mm-hmm. And fucking held it until I got <laughs> home the following day. <laughs> you didn't get up in a stranger's house and go for a piss in the night. What if you bump into their dad on the landing? Cringe. I'd rather piss in my sleeping bag and try and hide it than get up and go to the toilet. <laughs> I can't be the only one. Is it not awkward getting up in the night? You know when you wake up before your friends and you're at their house, you just lay there pretending to be asleep. Like, would you fucking wake up? <laughs> Maybe I'll cough a bit loud in the hope it will wake you up because I'm just awake in your house now and no one else is awake. Yeah. I can just see your mum downstairs cooking food from the second fridge. And I'm just (laughs) lady like, will you wake up? Because I'm too awkward. I'm just lady on the floor like. Well, because you'd never sleep normally at someone else's house either. But they're sleeping fine because they're in their regular bed. Yeah. So... It's like, you know, when you first stay over at like a boyfriend's house or girlfriend's house and you just don't sleep the same. You're like, I'm sure this is supposed to be romantic and lovely, but like I've fucking slept not a wink. (laughs) Isn't it? Did you ever have that? Like I've not slept. I've not slept at all. Like, because I can't, I've been, I've been holding in farts now for 24 (laughs) hours. I'm about to explode. I'm ill at this point. I need to go home. Get up. (laughs) Is that not the universal experience? (laughs) 
you've surely you you've never held in farts in front of a, a girlfriend. <laughs> no, this or a, is, oh. Well, <laughs> I I I tell when Ebony and I were first dating, and she because she was staying over at my house, but it was like at my parents' house, and um, I think it was probably not like the middle of the night, but towards the end of the night and she was staying over. She went to like the toilet out into the upstairs toilet. <laughs> she said, as soon as she left the room, she just heard me be like, <laughs> just laying it out because it was like, thank God she's left. <laughs> can just like emptied your entire, the gas. You were a solid torso. You were like when things wash up on the beach and the gas inside them expands. <laughs> just, that's absolutely hilarious. But, but what's and I funny. Even then you were like flapping the quilt around with the window open, like, trying to make a bit of Africa to try and make it all right. <laughs> I didn't even open I didn't even open my windows until I met Ebony. I didn't even realise that was a thing people did. And now I can't sleep if the windows aren't open. You didn't realise that windows opened? I just I just grew up in a house where I don't know, maybe we wanted to keep the heat in. We just didn't open windows. I don't um I can't sleep with the window open because my allergies. Ah. Trapped in. Okay. So I don't I don't know where the men went to fart, but <laughs> well, this is so we all just laid there in agony. Well, we're now thirteen years later, right? And just <laughs> the night before last, I'm watching Boy Meets World in bed with headphones on to binge through. Ebony's asleep. It's probably like one in the morning, and you know, I need to, I need to let go. And so I, I let the wind out. And it was so loud, it woke her up. <laughs> she just turned and just gave me this evil look. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, Simon. Yeah, now, like now it's completely... It's... <laughs> yeah, now it's like, actually, if you could stop fighting in front of me again, that would be great, because this is just... I'm over it. It was funny the first time. And now, now you wake up in the morning, you're just like, this bedroom fucking hums. <laughs> Just any any awkwardness or embarrassment about things have just had to leave, haven't they? Because you can't hold farts in for more than a decade. You can't do it. Oh, especially in your room. You can't open the window. Just enjoy it, my friend. I do open the window occasionally. I just can't sleep all night with the window open in the summer. But he I mean, can't escape. He can't, he can't even escape it still. Maybe like it's all in... him. No, Girls don't I... fart. Oh, my stomach glitter. hurts. Um, <laughs> yes. All, yeah, that leaves. I reckon Corey and Topanga fart in front of each other by now. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I hope That's... people are enjoying this. I feel like I've done, like, sit-ups, which I've never done, so... You're welcome. That's good, thank Enjoy you. Enjoy that six-pack. <laughs> God. Okay, <laughs> so... Okay, the prom. For Minkus is back. Minkus! Did you that enjoy was a lovely that? Surpri- yeah, that was a lovely surprise. And I didn't expect that at all. Even though it was in a scene where they were talking about, you know, those people that we went to school with, kind of lost touch with, forgotten about. It didn't cross my mind that he was going to... And of, co- of course, that's the best episode, isn't it? Like the last high school episode is the episode where you would drag those people up. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice has deepened ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Not full mouth, 
not a full mouth. It's like a nice in-between. It's like we're watching him grow up. He still looks so much younger than the others. I mean, I don't know whether he might have actually been younger than them anyway, but he still looks like he's 12 years old. I think him and Topanga are the youngest. I think they're maybe mm-hmm. like a year younger than the rest. Yeah. But he's not... He still looks... Yeah. Looks loads younger. Mm-hmm. Bless him. He's still got his curtains. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of a base in the cut. I like the way that they did it. That it was like, where have you been? I've just been over there, you know, like off yeah. camera. And then it's like, oh, hi, Mr. Turner. Because Mr. Turner's just yes. evaporated. Oh, yeah, Mr. Turner's gone. Sad. Could they not? It? Could they not write in like near the beginning? And you know they're writing it in just to explain it. But can they at least? The last we saw of him, his body was fractured into a thousand pieces. Yeah. I don't even know if he's alive. <laughs> just mention, like I said, didn't I? I predicted he'll make a full recovery. He'll go off on a world tour because he was at the brink of death, and he's realised that life's mm. more important than teaching. I don't know why they didn't say that he'd done something like that, or just say he's dead. Yeah. Instead, we don't know. It's. T- Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not keeping me awake at night, but it could be other people. He was a really good character. It's sad. He was. Yeah, he's sad. He didn't get a rounded off ending, but yeah. Maybe they'll reintroduce him as a college professor. Maybe. I'm doubting it, but he would work quite well as a cool college professor. Yeah. Well, and then did we round it off with a proposal? From Topanga <gasps> yeah. to Corey. Were you shocked? Yeah. I, because I thought she was just going to say, oh, I'm going to Yale. And I thought maybe the cliffhanger will be that it's like, we're leaving each other. I thought maybe that'd be the cliffhanger. Even though like, Yale's in, is Yale Boston? Is I'm not Yale? sure. I'm basing this maybe. on Gilmore Girls. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. I think, like, Yale is East Coast, like Boston. So there's not that. It's not like she's going to fly. Also, she says she's scared of flying this season. Connecticut, so which is just outside of. Yeah, I mean, Connecticut yeah, is between bit New York in. and Boston. Yeah, yeah, so not far. Yeah, it's like inland. Um, so I don't get, like. There's an episode, yeah, she says she's scared of flying. How did they get to Disneyland in Florida? I thought that too. I was like, that's a, a long, long coach trip. Long it wouldn't be worth trip. it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so they're not going to be really far apart. So it's not like a nail in the coffin of things. Like, they could make it work. Um, but I wasn't expecting a proposal. And if there was going to be one, I thought it would be Corey proposing because he's like the not really thought this through, a hopeless romantic type. And she's a bit more practical, isn't she? Mm hmm. Um, yeah. And we don't know if they're engaged or not. So, yeah. Okay, well, before we get to your predictions, is there anyone else we haven't really spoken about or anyone you want to touch upon or any episodes? I don't think so. Um, No, I think we've covered it all. I mean, most of this has been stories about our life, but I think we've covered most of the key points. I don't think we've missed anyone out, have we? No. I mean, we could you, we could probably get this Boy Meets World stuff done in about 20 minutes. And the rest oh my is... God. <laughs> but, but as we said before, I, and I could never remember whether this was a conversation on the podcast or off of the podcast, but anyone can talk about Boy Meets World or any TV show. Like, hopefully people 
like that it's personal and hopefully it resonates with people listening to your personal stories that you've been through the same things or similar things and with that being said let us know like right right into us i can i'll send things over to tessa so she can you know see them and be involved as well and uh we want to hear about your crazy fart stories and things of how long did you have to hold them in for and all I, those. like i would put money on that being the universal experience so everyone oh, yeah. can relate to that so if you don't relate to anything else we've said listen to the podcast for that alone <laughs> because we too have felt the intense stomach cramps of being mm-hmm. so just so full of wind there's no room for your organs anymore we've been there <laughs> yeah um but yeah, it's become more like a podcast about just us meeting the world as well as the boys in the show. Yeah, it's like our like experience of it. Yeah, you couldn't talk about like kids growing up in high school hijink stories without throwing in one of your own, could you? Because like, that's the thing about the show. Like it reminds you of being those ages, doesn't it? And I don't know that... Like, I know we talk about One Tree Hill a lot, but that's where we're at. Um, I don't know that there's... A, things on one tree hill that i remind me of stories from my own life because it's too wild mm-hmm. like it doesn't and maybe dawson's creek doesn't quite as much either but this show really does i think it's because it covers so much stuff and we're watching it over so many years of their lives that there is something oh we didn't cover sean's drinking <gasps> Which is completely unrealistic. Well, yeah, but I mean, and the bit where he pushes Angela and it's the... (gasps) Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Like, that was... That episode was... I I thought to myself, I was thinking as I watched it, how has underage drinking not happened yet? They're like 18 about to leave high school. How have they not got shit-faced at these parties? Like, And then, especially Sean, like... You know, he's from the fringes of society. Like, he's out getting drunk in the trailer park. Um, And so then eventually that happened. What I didn't predict, I did think to myself, maybe Sean gets a, like, from ages ago, I thought maybe Sean will have a problem with, like, drink or maybe he'll try drugs or whatever. But it's just suddenly, like, oh, we've had one house party. I've come to Mm -hmm. school the very next day and I now drink from the moment I get up in the morning. Yeah. I don't know how realistic that is. No, not very. But what I did like about it was it was Corey that that led him astray and that the parents thought that it was Sean leading him astray. I thought that was quite a good aspect to add in. It was well done. When Alan like is looking at Sean like in his face, mm-hmm. like the, I knew you'd be a bad influence or whatever, like Sean's face, he's so hurt. Mm-hmm. Because like really growing up, that's the closest he's had to a dad, isn't it? Like yeah. him and then Mr. Feeney the last few years on his case. He's not had like a strong male role model. Like we discover like his own dad was a bit of a drunk at one point. Um, he was so almost you, in a cult. Yeah. Like, so you, you know, you just, it was just the look on his face. Like, and like we said, the sign of good acting is when you've, they're doing it with their face. Like they haven't got lines. They're not moving around. They're listening to the, the delivery of something else. And his, he looked so, so hurt that Alan immediately and it's not that he just accuses him of saying oh did you bring the alcohol it's that he then goes on a huge rant about i knew it was a bad idea him being friends of you and he's kind of saying all these things that he's thought and not said and that kind of goes back to the thanksgiving episode of the last series where we learn a bit more about the parents like like ingrained prejudices don't we against Mm -hmm. people that live how sean has grown up Mm mm-hmm 
So it's kind of that again. But his face, he looks so hurt. And I mean, he does get a very genuine apology, I think, but... Yeah, I well, well said. And I think that it, yeah, it is unrealistic, but it was good in the sense of Boy Meets World. And it's a lot to fit in into 22 minutes, isn't it? For him to get an intervention by the end of it and all the rest of it and go through a whole, you know, cycle. I think it would have been nice if they just dragged it out over a few more episodes. Maybe we'll yeah. just sack off all the hanging out in the apartment and... <laughs> that they tried to make funny and just wasn't quite right, was it? But Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, though, because that would have been that would have been bad to have, have not talked about that one. Um, okay, well, talk to us about predictions then. Obviously, the big cliffhanger, Corey Topanga. What do you think is going to happen there? I think... Oh God, I, f- I feel like I feel like they can't get married now, can they? Well, I don't Nailey. think we're gonna have a time. I I don't know if we're gonna have a time jump. I think we're probably just gonna go into their first year of college, and I think Topanga will go to Yale. She should go to Yale. Like that's made for her, isn't it? Like she's academic. Like she's very bright. Like go to fucking Yale for Christ's sake. Just even having that written on your CV will get you a job straight away. Like do that. Um. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, will they get married and then do... I think maybe Corey will say yes. Corey should say yes. His character should say yes, because he is hopeless romantic. He would just jump in without thinking about it. But I don't know that they're going to get married right away. So I think we might go to college. They're engaged. They realise that this long distance thing wasn't as easy as they thought it was going to be. I think they'll stay together, but it's... They'll maybe realise that being in love with each other isn't enough. They've got to kind of make some effort. This is hard. Mhm. Okay. And what about everybody else? Like, what about Eric um, and Sean and Jack? Or is Jack done? Was he a one seasoner? I don't know. Like, he could be that you could lift him out, and what would you? Li- which is a shame because I his character is funny, but he's almost another Eric. Oh, I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not. You can't compete with the Eric, can you? Can I just add something to watch for, which uh, yeah. I noticed, or Ephany and I noticed, um, like years ago, is that look at his shoes. I think he's a bit short in real life, so he's wearing platform shoes in a lot of scenes to make himself what, taller. Jack? Oh my yeah. god, that's hilarious! Let me write that in my notebook. Platforms. <laughs> I tried to look out for the you know you said or when Corey um does like a funny bit he does like a deep I've noticed he does put on a little voice mm-hmm. like a ah ha ha like he, this is just the way he kind of says it and it is mm-hmm. like a, when I'm delivering a joke I put this voice on but I haven't found it too irritating okay. like I notice it but it's not driving me mad uh, he so I do I look think... for these things yeah good okay uh, well he we haven't had the fafafafini yet either sorry carry on. <laughs> we've had no but we've had a lot of thenies a lot we of thenies yeah, which I'm enjoying well uh, I think Ben Savage does a really good job of the serious moments like when he has to be really serious like I think he's yeah. acting I think he's, he shows good range uh, and then on the feet so that's called the Feeny call like shouting Mr. Feeny at the side of his, Mr. Feeny's house yeah and um, Will Friedle who plays eric uh 
gets asked to do that all of the time in real life. If I ever meet him, that what is what I'm going to ask for. Well, he says that he says that he he won't like as in it's oh. his not for fans, but just for anyone because he thinks that it takes away from it. Um, or there was a whole reason that was made that came you'd probably off really just well. Get, you'd also just get sick to death of like, can you imagine like Matt LeBlanc getting asked to say how you doing all the time? Like, fuck off. <laughs> right. You would, but, wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> But he loves it and he loves the show and loves all of that stuff. It's not like from a point of being, um, what's the word, like jaded on it, but just more on that. He doesn't want it to be overplayed and just played out and, like, annoying, you know? And it might not be the same. I mean, I don't know, like... I mean, like his voice is pre- Yeah, like, it, it's not going to be the same. But it's funny when he does it because it's, like, in desperation. It's like a hurried, desperate, like, oh, my God, fucking help me, Mr. Feeney. And if he was just doing that into your phone for you to send to your mum, it's not the same, is it? <laughs> it would be Him just going, perfect- Feeney message tone though wouldn't it like we should clip it from the thing it's like a text message oh do, do i replace the you've got mail aol thing though oh yeah i can't remember we have that in common that's so crazy yeah, no yes that we both like that yes 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 you could do that on your mighty 90s yes but no wait but that you because i've had that as my email tone for years on my iphone and oh didn't but don't you have that as well we talked about it on the Discord the other day because we were talking about... I think I had a You've Got Mail t-shirt on and we got talking about You've Got Mail and I said... Yes. And you said that you had that and I don't, didn't know how to get custom That's, tones on my phone. And, and I had your to husband sit, did it. My husband did it, yeah, because I'm pathetic. Excellent. So he sorted it out for me. So I've got that and then my ring... That, so that's like my notifications tone and then my ringtone is the Louis through like my money don't jiggle jiggle thing. Right, got you. Excellent. But, I mean, they could be switched up. Maybe I could have a Feeny. <laughs> and then I can play it loud in the supermarket and see if anyone knows this and be like, where are my friends? In the cheese aisle. I just imagine in your trolley you've just got cheese and salad cream just as far as like, the eye can see. I do or I do like cheese. I'm from Somerset, like home of the cheddar. But salad cream is, is really only very select things. So don't think that I'm at home just putting it on things. It's mayo, if anything. I just bought sriracha mayo. It's vegan mm-hmm. and it's really good. Do you like spice? Are you going vegan now? No, but it's just it, it comes just in vegan. So to be vegan, yeah. I'll eat less eggs. Um, I could do a spice. My favorite is the KFC. Do like a supercharged mayo thing. You probably okay. don't eat KFC. What is there there for you? The vegan burger. They do a vegan. Is it good? Burger, I don't you know. know. It is, but they. They're spicy mayo, like, with mm-hmm. their chips. Oh, my God. I bring extras home, and then I just have them with a salad. <laughs> <laughs> like the grown-up I am. Excellent. I like that. Okay, well, yeah, what else then? Any other predictions? Um, I don't think Mr. Feeney's going to move away to Hawaii. Okay. He wasn't going to Hawaii anyway, but that's Eric thought he was going to Hawaii. Yeah. I don't think he's moving away to Hawaii or Wyoming. Um, I think he'll change his mind. I don't... I think maybe we'll have to see more at home next season because there's going to be a baby born. Mm-hmm. So I think... I'm hoping we see more home with Mr. Feeney next door and then college. Okay. 
somehow, I don't know, we can't see Topanga separately at Yale on her own. I think Sean's going to stay working for the photography. I love that for him. College isn't for him, is it? It's not. Like, he fucking hated school. Like, I get that Corey wants to force him down that route because he wants his buddy with him, but that's for you, not for Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean's happy getting a job. They'll train him along the way. Photographers get paid loads of money. So I'm happy for him to do that. That'll obviously be local, so he can still pop around the Matthews. I'm assuming that the three boys are probably going to stay living in that weird apartment. What about Angela? Do you think she's done? Is she, yeah. She's got into Pembroke as well, hasn't she? Yes. So I feel like she could stay. I don't feel like she's done. Does it does it feel odd to you knowing that she's 28 and they're like 18 in real life? Um, I hadn't thought about it until you just said it then. But I mean, as long as they are 18, that's less weird. Yeah, because obviously sure. there's some snogging involved. Yeah, <laughs> rider strong. It must feel weird for her kissing a 28 year old like, woman. Can you imagine being 28 and like snogging her? I'd feel like I was kissing a child. Like I don't know whether maybe because I was like working in schools and things, so I was really conscious of how much younger people were than me. Mm-hmm. That does. I guess, that feels very young. But a ten, but then a ten year gap, a couple of years later than that, like twenty two and thirty two, is that odd as well? I don't know. Mm. You're different places. I, I find I still that still feels young yeah. to me. Yeah. When I uh, when I was in America, I um, I like before I met Ephany, I was potentially going to date this girl. I was is this 20... from Sweden. No, no, this is the American different girl. one. You player. No. <laughs> <laughs> Every summer, a different girl. No, <laughs> well, nothing, nothing had like happened, uh, mm-hmm. like yet. And then it was like, mm, is it going to happen? I'm not sure. And then I decided not to because I thought she was too young. I was 21 and she was 18, and I was like, 18 oh, is too oh, young. That's, no, that's not. Well, because I was, I was 16, nearly 17. When I met my husband, he was 19. So that sounds really dodgy, doesn't it? No. But I was at college. I wasn't in secondary school anymore. So I was at sixth form. And he worked like... He had worked in the leisure centre. This is a whole backstory. Worked in the leisure centre, like, at the... That was happened to be next to the school. Like, the school used the facilities or whatever. So we had some of the same friends. I mean, I didn't go in the leisure facilities. <laughs> so I think when I met him, I assumed he was the same age as, like the kids in the year above maybe like it wasn't a big deal like we were still hanging out and doing the same things so i don't know if it matters if you're in the same circles and you're doing the same stuff mm-hmm. but really when you're like if you're 28 what are you doing in common with an 18 year old yeah and if you are still doing that like what where are you going because 18 year olds should just be not even knowing what they're doing they've really have got they're just a waitress Sometimes they spend all their money on shit. They're not got any savings. They're not really, you know, you're not meant to be doing anything, are you? Whereas when you're 28, like it's time to kind of try and be an adult a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what I'd have in common with an 18. Like, can you imagine now? Like, what would I have in common with an 18 year old? For sure, for sure. But so you think she's going to be around? Yeah, I, I hope she is. I like her. And otherwise, there's not there's the male. I know it's boy meets world, but it's there's not enough balance. 
I think maybe we'll see more of the little sister Morgan though next season. She had a little bit more to do this season, didn't she, as it went along? Yeah. She's less irritating now, a bit more funny. Yeah. I liked so it I think when maybe... Corey kicked her in the little car, like kicked the car. <laughs> yes, that was good. And that was ra- that's when I that's when the episode for me started to go sideways. <laughs> I to start with I was like, Oh, it's funny, they've got a show, it's sort of named like it and then I was like, Do you not like what are we supposed to pretend that this is you're not record like and I was like, What's that's when it went a bit Yeah, so I I think maybe we'll have more of her and the mum and dad and the baby. I'm hoping. And then, so that means there'll be lots of Mr. Feeney next door. Maybe he'll be the occasional lecturer at the college. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, we will see. Okay. And then, give, what? how do you rate this season in comparison? Like, where would you, how, what's your ranking now of the five seasons from favourite to least? Um, no ties. I'm, I'm still going to put, do you say no ties? Yeah, no ties. You can't say I'm going to put one and four at the top or whatever. We need distinctive. You're a professional podcaster now. <gasps> you we know need... me too well. That was exactly what I was going to say. Okay, I've got to choose. Go with four then, because it is just a very well crafted TV show, just for the content, but like the actual, like as a TV production. So, number four, number one. Number, I can't know. I don't know if I can choose between three and five next. Three, Ooh. five, two. So four, have I, one, all of them. three, five, two. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? It's good. Same. Oh, it is the same. Okay. Yeah. Like this season four, was good, one, but it. Three, five, two. Yeah, yeah, like this season was good, but it's just coming off of like last season that was just it was perfe- it was TV perfection last season, and I, you know, I just I don't know. It was disappointing because I think I thought it was going to carry on the same sort of trajectory, and it's kind of like gone. Yeah, it's gone a bit sideways. Yeah, it's a bit more wacky in places. Um, and some of it works, like we'll... throwing Sabrina the Teenage Witch in and then having an episode with Salem and randomly going back in time. Like that little bit works, but then lots of it is just the Hollywood episode isn't that great. Like the actual Witch's Coven episode, the one where they've got chicken pox, like even like that should be funny and it's just not quite like. I feel like watching it this time that I was very conscious. I thought they were trying too hard to be a family version of Friends. Mm. and that's not what we want from Boy Meets World. No, and we want it to be Boy Meets World. When they tried, let, like, when they had the, the teach, like, Sean living with Mr. Turner, and that was kind of like, a, oh, they're living in an apartment, and then we've got, like, the other teacher, Eli, kind of hangs out quite a bit. Like, something about that worked better than this, mm. because you really are looking at them like you're, you're college students, but we see nothing of your college, so that's not really believable. So it's like three children living in an f- apartment on your own. Your dad that abandoned you is just giving you up again because I'll go live with your brother. You fuck all. Like, it's just not... It just doesn't work, does it? And that was a big well, element of the show. Like, if you cut that off and added in more fun Eric and stuff at home instead and Sean at the trailer park, it would have been better. 
Yeah, I agree. It's it's sort of gone away from its essence. But at the same time, it had some of the most memorable Boy Meets World episodes as well, with like the Lauren stuff. Um even like Sean being like handcuffed in the barn or basement or wherever it was. Like there's there's some iconic episodes. So um yeah, ups and downs, still better than two, mm. but um yeah, we'll see where we go in six. Um, anything else to say? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Well, I would just like to say to our lovely listeners, it would be amazing to get a review that mentions our Boy Meets World work. Wouldn't that be nice? It would mean a lot to me because so far none of the... I'm contributing to the Ravens now. None of the reviews mention any of my work. I call this work. Yeah, I'm not doing <laughs> any of the work here. Like Simon does all the actual putting together a podcast magic. I just turn up with my shitty internet connection and talk about cheese for four <laughs> hours. Um, You're doing all the wonderful work, but it would be awesome if someone could write a review and mention Tessa. That would be great. Or just Boy so, Meets World, so I'll know. <laughs> okay, yeah, or Boy Meets World content would be awesome uh it really makes a difference because more people will then find be able to find the podcast and then hopefully more people can uh get involved in the fart conversations that we have here yes who wouldn't want to for sure um so yeah check us out ravenshoops.net what are we gonna throw what are we throwing this time why Tessa? Because platform shoes go through. Oops. But cheese dipped in salad cream can also go through. <laughs> Nets. <laughs> Ravenshoops.net. <laughs> cheese for a net. There we go. I'll eat it however <laughs> it comes. <laughs> then, shall we fit that? Oh God, you can tell it's getting late. My voice is going. Let's do Feeny on free. Do you have an idea of how you're going to Feeny? I do. I'm going to sign off um, as Eric turning up with his surfboard, thinking that he's going to move to Hawaii with Mr. Feeny. Oh, that's great. I actually don't want to Feeny then. I just want to listen to you. No, I can't do it. So, Feeny, no, please. I Feeny. No, please now. don't make me so do now. it on my own. That's embarrassing. Okay, fine. Um, I will... Do Feeny like? I'm trying to relate you to something you've talked about, but it's all farts and cheese, and you can't work that in. Farts and cheese actually go together. I think if you eat too much cheese, that can happen. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know how you can make that into a Feeny voice, though. I will just sing Feeny. (gasps) Yes, because when Eric did his singing... There was a bit... Why is Eric singing? There was a bit where he was singing about something. Oh, when he's trying to get at the graduation yeah. and he's trying to get Mr Feeney to stay and he gets up to do his speech and he's singing a little song. It did remind me of your singing when you sing Travis. Oh, lovely. Just so you know, that's... Okay, well, that You're on par. You're up there with Eric. Thank... That's a compliment. I take that. Thank you. Okay, well... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, Feeny on free. One, two, three. Mr. Feeny! Dude! <laughs> <laughs>